0: Welcome to the One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan, episode seventy, sponsored by Betfair. Bet smarter at Betfair. As always, I'm alongside the one, the only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry.
1: G'day, BJ. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We're back in the studio today. It's nice, are. isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's nice. It's nice, to nice. See you. Good to see your pretty face again <laughs> as well. It's been uh, it's been about six days, which is uh, six days too long. But, you haven't uh,
0: commented on my braces yet, so no,
1: no. I thought I already made a metal mouth joke at the races you the did. other day. Yeah, yeah I did. You did. Yeah, yeah. We've man. covered that a
0: few gags. Um, we are coming off uh, speaking of the races last weekend. We are coming off a huge WA Oaks weekend. Mm. Dig deep, pin up boy. He is lining up at Ascot's Good Friday meeting and. Um, Of course, Carriketa Plate Day for the babies this Saturday. So there is a hell of a lot to cover. Not forgetting that we also have uh, the very popular uh, Perth punter, Kieran Evans. He'll be joining us for the Carriketa Plate preview, Terry. So we've got that to look forward to. But I just want to take you back to when we first started discussing the potential of this podcast this joint venture that we have embarked upon so how many episodes
1: ago is that now 70 yeah, 70 yeah 70 episodes wow
0: um, so when we started we spoke about sharing our love of the great game with an audience uh, having fun trying to trying uh, in inverted commas to find
1: a few winners you've gone through a full pregnancy in that time as well i have yes yeah, um sorry. not
0: not me but Just yeah correlating a few things uh, but, as but, as we <laughs> <go>. <laughs> but also uh doing our our best to to grow wa racing in any way that that we can so um that was some of the the things that we we spoke about and hopefully we're we're achieving some of those along the way but something that has come across our desk that shares our motivation for growing the West Australian racing industry is the Horse Racing League, Terry. So both of us have decided to get behind this concept and uh, as such, we've invited the WA Black Arts Ambassador, Britt Taylor, back to the show. Brittany Taylor, welcome back to the
2: 1-1. Hello, boys. I still do have a bone to pick from the last time I was on. Terry still <laughs> hasn't come and done the hard.
1: I've just been waiting for the invite, Brittany.
2: <laughs> hey, you said you're a <laughs> man of your word and the bet's a bet. You lost the bet and it's time to uh, – the, the the manure is waiting for you.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. we a bit stiff that day, though. Don't you feel sorry for me? The dig deep sort of got chopped out at the 200. I thought there might have nope. been uh, some type of uh, something in the contract there. But no, we'll sign it up. Uh, how long have I been saying this for? About three months now, four months now. We'll sign it up very shortly. And BJ and myself will get along to do a podcast with uh, with Team Taylor. Every time I walk past your dad at the races, I'm too scared to get anywhere near him because I know he's going to say something about it. So um, <laughs> we'll have it in the calendar in the next couple of months. What do you Absolutely. reckon, BJ? Absolutely, Absolutely. BJ said he's going to come down and help me. Out as well actually
2: all right done deal don't want
1: to get my hands too dirty
0: <laughs> so Britt, uh the wa black arts is uh I, I guess the the wa arm of the horse racing league you are the ambassador you are leading the charge in getting people involved in this concept uh how about you outline to our listeners exactly why you are involved and and um what the concept is and uh what we're trying to achieve
2: well, I guess basically for me, it's just sort of like how you outlined is that when you have a passion for this sport, you want to see it grow and you want to see it be shared to as many people as possible. And uh, I think this is a, a really nice way to do that from an introductory sort of level with my involvement with Owners Only. I deal with a lot of people who are really, really interested in getting into ownership. And for some of those people, it's just a little bit out of reach for whatever reason. Um they might just not be in the financial position to go ahead and buy a 5 or 10% share. So this is an opportunity, I think, to get involved in racing as just a bit of fun at a $200 price point. So it just opens up the world of racing to a whole new audience. I think sometimes we'd be in a little bit of a, a racing bubble sometimes and, and forget that this is really a world away for a lot of people, for some of my friends that, you know, they would they wouldn't consider purchasing a a 10% share in a racehorse because it's just not on their radar. They're not really familiar with what the racing industry is all about. And and that's being a friend of mine where I'm always sort of sharing my experience in the industry, but it's been this that they've gone, oh, oh, we can do that, 200 bucks, all right, why not? Uh, That sounds like a little bit of fun. We'll own six racehorses and and why not? So I really like that idea is that it can bring a lot of people – to the racetrack track and, and turning their TVs on and, and watching the sport.
0: So the concept is micro ownership. So most stables in Western Australia are two and a half percent uh, of of horses on, upwards sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys might do two and a half or five percent with my work in with steve wolf racing stables he he doesn't really like anything than anything less than five percent so it's a massive investment for people just to get involved just even in a five percent share of of a relatively inexpensive yielding, isn't it uh Brittany? and then the ongoing training fees of that are um are also expensive so when you're trying to introduce people to the game you need a price point and or a starting point that is um that I guess is is, is affordable and, and and achievable. Now, before you got signed up as the Black Arts ambassador, you decided to do a bit of a trial run with micro ownership, and you've ended up in a horse with Gay Waterhouse. Can you just yeah. outline? Can you outline? Hey, what that experience has been like, and and what you get for your, I guess, for the money that you've invested in in um, in that concept? Yeah,
2: well, I guess like everyone, when sort of I guess the concept of micro ownership comes about there's still relatively new content particularly here in WA it's not something we've had a lot of and and so I was probably a little bit skeptical like I think a, a lot of people are and for that reason before I came on board I wanted to sort of just test the waters and make sure I was comfortable with the concept and so for that reason I went out and bought a share in a my runner talk in Brooklyn, um, that is with Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott and so for very minimal outlets, it's a direct debit. I don't even really notice it. it's going, and you're getting a weekly update basically from Gay Waterhouse, or to be honest, they actually come from Adrian Bott usually, but you know, from their stable. And that, that's the exact same communication system that they would run for their owners who own 10%, 50%, or whatever it might be. So, to get a taste for what you know how Gay operates her system I found really really entertaining and i actually got a big thrill out of it as well when she won a race you know you're watching you you get all the data sent through they've got independent form analysts that send through their thoughts on the opposition as well as how the horse is going but it also gave me a really great insight like obviously being involved in a stable every stable does things differently but you can understand why Gay Waterhouse has her horses ready to go first up because i was able to watch all videos of this horse's gallops and each week you're getting the time of the gallop, they're getting faster, each week the heart rate's getting lower and lower and you think she's getting fitter, Um, goes to the trials, you get to watch that and each time they work, the track rider or the the jockey have a little comment that they write that that gets put into the update as soon as she races, there's a video that goes straight out and the um, jockey coming back with their post-race reports. The communications has been really, really good, and um, for for that reason, it's for me. It's I don't ever expect to you know make a big return from such a minimal investment when you own such a small part of the horse. But just in terms of an experience, I really, really enjoyed and are still enjoying that process. So. Uh, I thought that then the racing league was just sort of my runners on steroids. It was the chance not just to have one horse, but to have six, which I think is really good given that we know, you know, horses will go out for a spell and things will go wrong and they might be injured and therefore you get the chance to uh, sort of always having one on the go.
0: So you mentioned that you're, that you've you test run with the the my runners and you've got a um, what's the horse's name by the way with Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bond
2: all that sass
0: all that sass okay all that sass, yes. so the WA Black Arts have announced their trainers and there's there's six of them it's Hayden Ballantyne, Adam Durant Todd Harvey Simon A Miller the Pierce brothers and your father of course Jim Taylor so for two hundred dollars um, outlay you get to have a small a small share in six horses potentially with these stables and i know one thing that terry um that terry spoke about uh, recently was how he likes to have his horses with with stable and with various stables, and just to see how they how they operate. Terry, did you did you is this something that interests you with the the fact that we can learn from other people?
1: Yeah, that was probably the the most uh, interesting aspect to me. I'm obviously a little bit of a, an ownership uh, fiend, and as Brittany touched on, even with the amounts I own um, with the horses, we're not uh, we're not uh, going to make a living off prize money. That's for sure. It's uh, for me, and for a lot of people, and I listen to this uh, podcast. We all like to uh, to sort of learn more and educate ourselves. Selves a little bit more and being involved with stables we get the content from that stable okay so this is why they're going to the race without a trial okay this is why this has occurred and you sort of get a a feel for that stable for a very uh, for a very small cost so um yeah the the punting and uh ownership side of things in that sense uh, is something i found could be very valuable going forward The people that uh, sort of uh want to educate themselves more on in the industry and actually get sort of in the head of a to get in the head of a jockey get in the head of a stables. Stable. So um, that was an aspect I found, uh, yeah, incredibly uh, helpful. I think it's a, a punting tool, if anything.
2: I think at the end, you then get to sort of decide of those six who did you resonate with the most as a trainer, and you know if you are looking to then buy into your five percent share next year, well, you've got an experience with a particular trainer that you know if you're a punter and they've declared one to you you've had a really positive experience you think you know that's the trainer i'm going to go with on a bigger horse share basis so it's a great learning experience
0: yeah it's it's a hundred percent a terrific um option for newcomers to the industry first time owners people who are there's so many people just on the periphery who who watch races who have a occasional bet Love their footy, love their cricket, whatever it is. Um, but they, but ownership is sort of over there. It's, it's not as you said. It's not on their radar. And it's mo- for most people, especially with families and I guess people in university and um, um, working class people, with resource ownership is just something that is um, is not a possibility. But the micro ownership for a very minimal outlay again gets you involved with leading trainers get you in uh get you involved in the industry by getting that those regular weekly updates um you you feel like you're a part of something and
1: um you say micro as well but it it isn't really and for me personally it's never been about the amount of a horse I own if I own a hair or a leg or a a hoof it's it's about what you're a part of and being a part of the thrill is not any more any less if I have a lower or higher percentage of that horse and it's a for those that have never owned a horse, it's, uh, it's my old man used to describe it as is, is the people in the horse racing industry, we're just, we're just different, we're, yeah. uh, we're wired differently, it's, it's a different experience, uh, it's a different thrill you experience when your horse goes around on a racetrack that you can't quite, uh, I find it very difficult to quantify with words to be honest BJ and yeah I just encourage anybody um, that hasn't done it uh, to get involved just to, uh, just to experience that, uh, that particular feeling.
0: Yeah, and I mean you've you've experienced it, the the high, the highs and lows of it of it, you know, carrying a plate with with dig deep and then there's other horses who don't who don't measure up, of course, and that's um that's just part part of the game. But um the fact that they're the the people that are getting involved in um, as we are in the horse racing league, they get six horses, they get to spread that around, spread it through the various stables as well. And I believe that um, there might be well I know for a fact that they're the TRL is actively pursuing two tried racehorses to to kick off the WA Black Arts um in the coming weeks and months. Brittany do you have anything that you'd like to add on that?
2: Yeah I don't want to go the early crow just yet but um I believe an announcement is imminent uh I think there may even be an announcement coming as soon as today uh in terms of the tried horses. They've. They've missed out so far on fourteen horses that they—they've actually been really shocked at just how hard it has been the tried horse market at the moment because they've got really really strict criteria. So they've got a, a form expert who basically has to tick off on the horse to say, "Yep, this should," you know, measure up in in metro grade. They have to be vetted. So seven of the horses that they had earmarked to purchase have failed the vets, and therefore it's it's a big no. They're spending people's money, so it's really important to get that right. They have to get scoped, and then they also have to obviously meet that sort of right price point. You don't want to be paying overs or anything like that. So um, they've missed out on 14 horses in the last few weeks so far, and um, but they believe that there are two um, that they're very, very close to closing in on, and they'll be coming straight to WA, so really one of them won a trial last week so there's no reason if they can't close in on that 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 horse can't be here in you know a few weeks time and and basically be heading to the races very very soon
0: that is that is something to look forward to and just just imagine if if the thousand two thousand three thousand or or a portion of that um the people within the uh black arts if they turn up on race day what atmosphere that brings to to a meeting, you know, and people coming through the turnstiles, people, um, you know, spending money on course, inviting their family and friends, hopefully having an enjoyable experience. Um, then obviously, you know, the shareable content that comes as a result of that, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, people taking photos at the races, photos with their horses, uh, sharing replays of 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 their wins, even sharing their email updates that they get from stables. Like it has the the potential to create a significant hopefully positive ripple effect um, you know outside of the racing industry yeah I
2: think there's plenty of positives that can come out of this
0: 100% percent so hopefully we get those two. the announcement for the two tried horses maybe later today there is a the horse racing league a very active Facebook page as well um, and so that announcement will be will be made there I'm assuming the website is TRL.net if you're looking for more information on the horse racing league and, and also, you know, the, the league aspect of it with um, WA versus the, versus the other States is, um, is something that, that hopefully we can, um, we can all get behind as well. Cause we all love getting behind a, a sand groper as we witnessed with uh, William Pike and top jockeys and our top West Australian horses that have, Flying the flag
1: on the East Coast. We'll have to add the uh, the tried horses that come across, Britt, to the list of podcast horses, the people's podcast horses. Yes. We've got New Had and Dig Deep thus far. Uh, a couple others we got soft spots for, but, uh, yeah, we can keep uh, the listeners updated here. I'm definitely uh, going to get involved, Britt. It's something I'm very uh, excited about. Before we let you go, I'm going to have to get your tip for the Caracatta Plate, though, Brittany. What have you got for us two days out?
2: I am... I like Storm Whisper. I was really impressed. Yeah, I was. I think I was just really taken. I I watched him being saddled up that day, and just as a type, I was so taken by him. And then he was off. Obviously, only four hundred meter trial. I thought he did a good job to sit outside. uh, his gold that day, and still be fighting on. Uh, One thing that I take is that Steve Parnham got off and said, "If we swap the barrier, we probably swap Mm. the result." And then at the barrier draw, when he drew five, I thought, "Oh, that's nice." And then he's golden and Pat's got sats underneath him so all of a sudden I went oh it just dented the confidence a little bit but I still think that if um, emergencies don't get a run he'll jump from four and um, yeah, I I think
1: he's a nice off going places. Oh, I don't mind that. That's a, a good point of difference. And uh, we'll we'll get to the preview later, BJ. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Storm Whisper even uh, – I think it's a bit quicker than He's Gold over the first 100. Mm. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Storm Whisper get across uh, He's Gold and find the fence. And uh, Brittany might be laughing from there. She might be. Just, yeah, so just before
0: we uh, we let you go, finally – Brittany, again. So just recapping that the WA Blackhearts is actually having a launch party, which is a, a, an owner event which is coming up at Ascot on WA Size project Stakes, which is the 17th of April. It is up in the Director's Lounge at Ascot Racecourse, which is just about the best place to be on course. There is information available on the um, the Horse Racing League Facebook page. But also I think that we are going to be running a competition, Terry, to be giving away some tickets to the launch party starting to with today's episode. So we'll, more information on that will uh, be passed on throughout the preview as well. But just recapping that launch party for the WA Black Arts, Saturday, April 17, and no doubt. Brittany, I know you're a busy lady on race day, and I'm sure that you'll drop in at some stage to, um, to fly the flag. Yeah, I'll
2: pop up in between races, <laughs> for
0: sure. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate your time, Brittany, and uh, yeah, we are right behind this concept at the 1-1. Hopefully that we can continue to to grow West Australian racing in the best way that we can.
2: Great to have you guys on board. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Britt. Thanks, guys.
0: Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Karakata Plate Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton here. We're recording the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. It's 10 past 11 on Thursday, the 1st of April. April Fool's Day, everyone. A huge Easter weekend awaits. We have uh, Ascot and Kalgoorlie, both on Good Friday. We are back at Ascot the following day for Karakata Plate Day. Dongra Cup is also on Saturday as well. Albany Cup Day on Easter, back on Easter Sunday. And uh, we'll all try and blast out at York on Easter Monday, Terry. So we need to welcome our guest, Kieran Evans. Kieran, Kev, what are we rolling with today, Kieran? Uh, we can go with Kev. Kev. Yeah, Kev works. Mate, very, uh, very happy to welcome you to the 1 1. Now, where did Kev come from? Kieran Evans and oh, back, right. in, back
3: in year eight, I had to create a Snapchat account and um, I just went... Was that last year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just had to create one and I was like, oh, I'll just go Kevin's and I forgot to put the full stop in the middle of K, in Evans, and then just came Kev. Kevin.
0: I like it. Big Kev. To Kev so. You do
1: look excited, so it makes sense.
0: <laughs> now, Racing Twitter has been banging down mm. the door, absolutely banging down the door to get this fellow on the show and we have obliged. So... Um, Kieran Evans why is racing Twitter so enthusiastic to get you on the show (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself mate Uh, first of all I think that's a bit of a stitch up (laughs) (laughs) racing Twitter Um,
3: as you would have seen i up inundated yeah (laughs) you see I retweet a lot of memes like a lot of memes so it's a bit of a laugh but um, now look just a bit about myself Um, got into racing probably towards the end of year 11 going into year 12 Partly with my friendship with Lockie. Um, Lockie Taylor. Lockie Taylor, yep. Um, So, you know, we were playing cricket and footy together. And as I started to get older, I started to spend a lot of time with my uncle, who's quite involved in ownership over East. Um, And, you know, at the start, I was kind of like, it's just business. You know, he's just doing what he's doing. And then as I started to find out that Lockie's dad was Jim Taylor, I thought I'd throw it, throw out Jim Taylor's name to my uncle and, and he goes, oh, I know him. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then, yeah, just from there, I just sort of started paying more attention to what my uncle does. And, you know, it sort of all arise from over race racing. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, with the friendship that grew with Lockie, I just started to get interested in WA racing. It was on the back doorstep, started going to the races. And just loved it from there, and then thought, you know what, I'm going to go and drink beers. I might as well start to learn how to punt properly instead of, instead of throwing my money away every weekend. Um, that sounds very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, from there, I just started to grow my interest. And then, um, with a bit of contact with some guys over East uh, through Rant Racing, I'd basically started to pick up a whole lot of stuff and then my friendship group became with like uh, Scott Embry and Taylor Cortland and Callum Robson and um, yeah and we all just punt and, and that's just my lifestyle now so... Cullum's
1: uh, flying with the, the greys the as well, grays, isn't yeah. he? Absolutely uh, low flying. I think he's chucked his stats up this morning. And, um, geez, he's got to be one of the better uh, or more profitable tipsers to follow out there. Just get a little free plug in for Cullum here while yeah, we're at uh, yeah. So I'm <laughs> actually going to – we he might were gonna, discussing he might get it. a free subscription I well. Kidding, well. I was <laughs> going to say, if not, I'll probably uh, – I'm thinking about – so I don't sign up to any subscription services or anything, but it's uh, just about sold me his success. So Yeah, um, he's, going, he's going well, but it's
3: not hard to tip, you know – Early speedbox one and box eight every now and, <laughs> and again, is it? So,
0: a little dig as well. <laughs> now you, you, this is your one-one podcast debut, but it's not your podcast debut. Hey? I'm pretty sure I saw Kev on a Rant Racing uh, podcast one time. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, that that is correct. Um, I do a little bit of work with them just from the WA aspect because um, I think they're trying to grow into different industries and all that sort of stuff. So I thought I'd offer my little expertise as best I can. Um, you know, it's it's funny speaking with guys from over east because a lot of them just focus on pike. As, as you see on Twitter, and it's just all pike, pike, pike. Um, but giving them little angles and stuff like that, and they appreciate it uh, like a lot um, when it's basically just, you yeah, me doing my normal thing. I'm speaking about it anyway. I'm going to do the form anyway. So, um, yeah, just working with them recently. It's been really good. I've learnt a, learnt a lot of things um, off Mark Lamborn and um, Dream Team Matt, who you would know through mm-hmm. the Betfair um, competition. So, yeah, just learning and picking up off things off them has been really good for the way I look at races rather than, um, you know, blinkers on just WA Outlooks. There's stuff that they've taught me that you know you can apply to any racing um and yeah it, it's interesting because a lot of uh, i know that a lot of guests that have come on in the past year are purely just wa blinkers on wa don't worry about anything anywhere but the way i sort of look at it is if i can sort of follow everything or it, try and follow as, as much as i can in different states um you can sort of pick up little bits here and there mm-hmm. that you can also just apply to wa racing um so yeah that's do you punt over east as well little yeah. um not as much as i used to um but i do i do enjoy a little double here and there yeah okay. it's um, it's hard not to so mm. <laughs> are you, to are, you are you a
1: selective to punter where you're punting two or three races a day or one race a day or are you sort of a, a play most uh, most races type? Of
3: um Look, I, I'm, I am one that can advocate for turnover being up mm-hmm. every now and again, mm. um, all about turnover. But um, no, I, I do normally try and nullify it down to, you know, three or four races in a meeting mm-hmm. um, where I'll have a proper like bet or something like that. And then there's sometimes where you get to a race and you go, well, I, I like this, but I'm not overly keen on it so but if it wins i'm just going to be so pissed off with myself mm-hmm. um it's one thing that i'm trying to work on with betting is the mental aspect of it um where you kind of just got to let those sorts of races go um because i have kept a record of of them in the past and it's just kind of looking back it's sort of like you know what you probably could have done with just sitting back and watching yep. and um but look that's just all part of the learning aspect
0: mm-hmm.
3: and um yeah, I'm getting better slowly.
0: So you're surrounding yourself with some sharp operators there, uh, not only locally, but uh, yeah, Mark Lamborn and um, Dream Team Matt. So and the uh, I guess the whole rant the racing whole, Yeah, the whole crew. team. Yeah, I mean, they're the the racing rant video videos that the fellows have done over a number of years, and prior to that, the Pundits Show. They yep. were. I gained a lot of knowledge and insight from those personally, and I've pretty much watched all of them somewhere along the line and yeah it was really fascinating It was one of the inspirations for doing a podcast as well just coming in and talking you know that like being able to um talk about the nuances and the ins and outs rather than just doing that sort of uh fingernail deep analysis like the the rant guys they um they sort of shone a different line on what entertainment can be when you're going deep into yeah, racing analysis. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um
3: and yeah, there's a this is starting to sound like a plug for rant racing, but yeah. um like you've got Glenn on there that mm. is mounting yard male. Um and he's, you know, taught a, a lot of people over the time and it's just it's such a it's such an interesting sort of way about going about your punting where you put so much emphasis on how they parade. Mm. Um, Pete Anthony's
1: is very similar. Yeah, to it, yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. And, you know, one thing that I didn't... How do you go with that? I prefer to stay out. I prefer to stay out, <laughs> <I prefer laughs> to stay out of it. Um, but like, it's it's one of those things where before sort of being in contact with them, I would I would look at the Mount and say, oh, they're just walking around, they're waiting for the jockey to go up and off they go. Mm. Um, so it's, that's just another sort of um, aspect to put into... You know the way mm-hmm. you attack a race, and um, and you know as you sort of get more intelligent with watching the markets fluctuate so late, you can understand. You know if you do keep an eye on a runner that probably walks weird or you know has you know, goes out with the the clerk of the course, it's just like, and then you see the betting flux shove it right out the door. Be like, hang on, I really like I really <laughs> like this
0: pre mounting yard, and mm-hmm. it's just like oh, this might have none, of it. most often not runs well, accordingly. The most Recent example I can think of was Bunbury Cup Day. Charlton Eddie must have paraded poorly, and he yeah, was that's, uh, that's
1: funny. That was another. He through, was apparently through Maddie. Um, is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly
0: so cool. yeah, I, I remember watching the betfair fluctuations on Bunbury Cup Day. Yeah. and I was like chasing Chalk Eddie out, yeah. and then I think I still took unders. I think it like might have been yeah, five dollars eighty think, BSP, something I like that, yes, or, or more. Was large. Um,
1: and it was a that lead ice day with no real challenges well, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, that was it's, that was
0: purely off the back of a poor parade. Or yeah. I think also I,
1: a lot the other way though. Madam Toria was a yeah. to sixty to two thirty late and um, turned the corner and said, "I've had enough." Yeah, so, I think I think one. But that, it's just about how it affects markets. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not incredible. necessarily the result. Yeah
3: yeah and it's just that um one horse that um i remember vividly was time to sizzle, time to sizzle mm. rarely played parade, paraded very well and it was like it was always very short when they open up because they know we know what it can do yep. and then you know within a with a minute of start time it's out to 340, 350 bet fair and you're like all right something's not wrong i'll let it go and it <laughs> wins four mm. untouched and it's yeah. like well okay they got it wrong mm. yeah, That's old, I remember
1: having when we had Brittany on um, she spoke about how some horses like you just said they actually play up every time and it's sort of important if you're going to watch them from the yard I guess which I have no idea on either yeah. um, is which horses usually do do that because uh, it might be a horse that uh, traditionally looks quite poor in the yard or traditionally never looks happy in the yard yeah. and then comes out and um, gives them a touch up so it's all about uh, quantifying the drift as I like exactly to say But so right. that can be uh, Easier said than uh, said than done. Yeah, like
3: and, you, and like you said, when you were chasing out child and Eddie, it's yeah. um one thing that I've I sort of get sucked into a, more often than not is I do back the drift, mm-hmm. um, and I do get burnt every now and again. And you know when they do when it does come off, you kind of like yeah, sweet, <laughs> yeah, got it right. But then when it does drift, you are like I probably
0: should have stopped the first and second <laughs> time. <Yeah. laughs> swings and swings and roundabout. Yeah, exactly right. But. Um, but Kev, you are a regular race goer and it's clear that you absolutely love it yeah. and um, as evident by the fact that you're, you're a participant, like you're there, you know, often um, punting and um, you're active on Twitter and all that sort of stuff. But um, last Saturday, I uh, actually watched the Oaks with you and yes. Lockie Taylor and um, we sat in bewilderment as Lunar Impact just kept kicking. And uh, well, one of the great upsets, really. Um, I think it was almost a hundred dollars on uh, the only be- that first the, the starting on horse on
1: the rail to give a kick. Is that right? Well, well the only horse from my memory, at least in my reviews, the only horse to give a good kick on the rail like that. It was um, theatre. So it?
0: yeah. So I just just was just wanting to lead into a WA Oaks discussion. What did what did you think of the? Before I get to Terry, what did you think of the result? <laughs> um.
3: The result was hard to cop. <laughs> <laughs> Summing it up, it was um, yeah, very hard to cop. Obviously, I think I think I speak for a number of people that were involved in the Oaks um, betting wise. A lot of people were on the overs in futures markets. Um, you know, even that even that Monday, um, you know, when everyone found out that Saleya was coming out everyone just started piling into pure devotion, temptation. They mm-hmm. obviously started a lot shorter. Um, but, yeah, like a, as a result, the the result was hard to cop personally. Um, <laughs> so it's just, yeah. but it's just, again, one of those
0: things where you get burnt. Mm. Talk us through your emotions on the day, Terry.
1: Uh, well, have we? I don't know if we explain, but I, I'm a big fan. Basically, futures are my biggest uh, outlay. I'm very confident with the futures, which not many people are. So, I'll bet X amount of race. I'm happy probably betting about four times as much with futures racing. Can often burn you. you don't you get to the race with no runners or whatnot? But um, I was uh, guts in on um, pure devotion as a big result at an average price of about three seventy. Um, I had temptation money back at eight bucks. Square on the race. And I'd had my third bet. Um was a big bet on Lunar Impact to run a place at an average price of twenty-four bucks. Um so look, I was I was okay with the result, it was a profitable race, and we were happy with the result. Um overall, I guess, but uh, yeah, it was however, at the hundred. However, however, however pure yeah. devotion was the big go. Yeah. Um and would have been a massive result with the uh with the one two. So I um yeah, I, I, I remember walking back to the table afterwards and I was just, I was in like a bit of disbelief, like I was in shock to some degree that that just occurred. And everybody is texting me and all the like the bowlers I used to get on Lunar Impact because we, we started at $41 a place and we backed it down the whole way through. Every single one of them was messaging me going, geez, I hope you had a fill on the win elsewhere. I hope you had something on the so win. So tell the listeners, how, did you have a dollar on the win? Zero. Not one dollar. And that's very unlike me as well because I think I marked it about $35 the win. Um, So, it's very unlike me not to have something on. But uh, I was convinced those two would clear out, which they sort of did. Yeah. Um, Just one of them. Oh, they didn't – in the end, they didn't actually. It was only probably two lengths back to the rest. That wasn't as big a gap Uh, to the remainder of the field. I think the two class runners sort of came together. But uh, no, I didn't – Allow for the um, the toughness of the Mario delina owned uh, Lunar Impact. Mm. So, yeah, no, it was, uh, was theatre, the theatre of racing. And um, yeah, we'll do it all again this weekend, I reckon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And David Harrison and Jason Whiting mm. com- will combine again for the uh, favourite in the Caricata Plate, which Dev- we will preview in Dev- time. time.
1: Combined for a couple of feature race boil over winners recently this- Pinjarra Spring, Cryptic Gloves. That's yep. true, yes. Um, that would have been about 60 bucks, 70 bucks Bet Fair SP. Is that the only one? In my mind, Jason Wardings ran a couple anyway. Yeah, he's uh, definitely uh, he's a big race rider at the moment, Jase. He
0: is a big race rider. So uh, congratulations to everyone. And I guess the other the other talking point was the Mel Vista Stakes. We had uh, Western Empire won his third uh, black type race in a row en route to the WATC Derby. Outback Jack sort of gave him a bit of a run for his money. and um, But there was a little bit, I guess, that we probably need to discuss in terms of the, <laughs> the tactics in, in that particular race. So... Um, I think on course. I think a lot of people were um, post race anyway were questioning I mean, I think during the race they were, and a lot of oh, sorry, people during, we're, were questioning how William Pike managed to extricate himself off the uh, off the fence after being leaders back um, during the first portion of the race.
1: There's a lot of fairly um, I don't know many names. A lot of fairly uh, astute minds in punting and a fairly astute names in punting have been around for a very long time, saying what did we just watch? Like what what just happened? So I think that has to be looked at as. There's two ways to look at it. Um, financially, the best part for me is I, I didn't bet on the race, so I um, it didn't affect me what had what occurred, um, so it doesn't really uh, bother me in, a, in that sense. I'm not talking from my pocket for once, as a first <laughs> for everything, Kieran, Kev, <laughs> yeah. um, but Clint, maybe his thought process could have been, if I can tug the back of Western Empire, I can get second here. So, sorry, I forgot to lay out exactly what Oh, so yeah, here. so mid, mid-race, uh, Western Empire had the back of my friend Paul, as we alluded to in last week's mm-hmm. podcast, and said, it's... The way it maybe gets beaten is Paul stops dead, as it did at the 800, as we suspected it probably would. The horse in the breeze, as you said, BJ be mm. outback. Jack gives a kick, um, and Western Empire just gets a, um, gets a bit too far back in mm. a six-horse field. It was unlikely, but that was the way it was probably... A checkered passage, yeah. That was how yeah. he was probably going to get beaten. But uh, Clint restrained from the 1-1. Aboard. Uh, um, a here off aboard. we go. Yep. And um, and said to uh, said to Pikey, have my spot in the 1-1. Let him get off the fence, off the back of the tiring runner. And um, it just looked... Uh, just didn't look good for didn't racing. Good, you know. No, when you got a 30 pop in a, in an awkward spot, I think um I think shooter McGrady would have been smart enough on Outback Jack to probably keep him tight in that pocket as well. Clint is a pretty uh strong jockey. He could have kept him tight in that pocket. They, they weren't going that that fast. No, anyway. they, they, they were walking. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. So and, and it could have made the race really 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 interesting, but he let him out probably with the thought process he can tack on and um and it'll bring him into second place, but um geez, it's uh, it wasn't a good look for racing. Was it Kev?
3: No, yeah, it wasn't. It was um, certainly questionable. I mean, you like you, you see it time and time again that Pike gets himself out of sticky situations as it is, um, and you know most of the time post race a lot of us punters just go, I mean, how the hell's he done that, right? Mm. Uh, but when you've got so many people post race saying the exact same thing, like GIF up, yeah, it was a bir- he, he basically got a birthday mm. and it was kind of like here, have this. And um, look, the horse is, pro- is probably too good for him anyway. Yeah, probably.
0: Um, yeah. But, but it, it didn't need the 1 1. Yeah. It didn't need the 1 1. No, one-one. but
1: uh, that's, it's, it's but not result orientated in a no, sense. Not. It's,
0: um that's exactly right. The, 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 ro- the decision making process yes. is questionable what else is questionable
1: is there was no mention in the stewards report yeah that's that yeah, was the worst part surely that's that's not good that design. was the worst part for me yeah. at least question him and ask him and then Clint might have said I wanted the back of the thing to try and run seconds." with. just unbeatable. ask the question fair enough that's, you just um, well, yeah, ask
3: him yeah and I mean it's because it's, um, I mean in, f- with my following of East Coast racing questions are asked all the time mm-hmm. like you always see it and then you know you, you go through and you read it and you go yeah they didn't really have to ask that question yeah 100% um, yep. but when you but then at the same time, like if they didn't, you'll be like, oh, they probably could have asked the question. So it's kind of like a, yep. it's a, it's a lose-lose situation for stewards. But on this occasion, they really probably should have asked the question of. Well, I just don't understand. the decision making. It was, I mean, it was in, it was an incorrect decision. Yeah,
4: yeah,
0: exactly it right. Was just, it was tactic, tactically unsound. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Really, you've got the dollar eighteen pop leaders back, and like it wasn't as if off we go was hundred to one. It was like. It was third fave, you know, six speed. I mean, it couldn't win whatever, but still, you got to you got to do the best thing by your horse, yeah. Agree, and give your horse every possible chance to defeat, to try and manufacture a way of defeating the odds on pop. And by I don't know, maybe he was just content to race for second. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm at least ask as.
1: As Kevin just said, I'm more upset at the stewards than and Clint as well. Yeah. I mean, everyone on track, as you said, everyone, we're all talking about it. Everybody is talking about yeah. it. It's impossible to miss and um, not a question to ask. And then they're asking questions on all the like the wrong races where a, a jockey's a bit too like impatient. They they asked, they, they pulled Mitch Pateman in for his ride on Platinum Bullet yeah, on, uh, Ke- do you know? I watched like, that again thinking, gee whiz, there's not much. In and then Kira Yule on Pure Devotion, yeah, she waited a bit long to go. But, I mean, Paki waits that long to go every time. Kira's yeah, probably got that in his mind. They're probably so hold I- up for a
0: race. I didn't mind that the Mitch Pateman thing was interesting on Platinum Bullet. It said so for the listeners out there, if you haven't seen the replay, Pateman ends up three wide, no cover from gate four, right? So the questions, the questioners are, uh, was asked about his ride, and and then they, the stewards in their wisdom, said. In future, we we would prefer if you um, looked for gaps. No, if if you if you covered less ground in running, and it's like, that well, was dog that, shit. That was like,
1: like <laughs> hang on, like I think I think Mitch knows that he get got people that. that know what they're doing in the stewardship. It's just it's yeah, it's farcical at the moment. There is just yeah. just you- picking and choosing so sporadically. I mean, again, I brought it's- this race up. Sorry. Kim. No,
3: it's, it's an interesting comment from them to make, especially when Mitch has had success on the horse before. Mm. He knows exactly how to ride her. And yeah. he, he got off straight away uh, from my understanding. And he said to the connections that um, he, he basically sacked himself on her. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I feel like that's why Pike's on this weekend. Um, he just said, look, I just can't get her to go at the moment. Mm. Um, and so he obviously knew that um, she raced below her best, but... You know, I mean, that sort of question from the stewards, like, we prefer you to cover less ground like, mm, I'm sure he's aware of that. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure he's aware of 100%. So,
0: like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> He'll probably. And the thing is, is that it, to, to wrap this in a bow, they pick up Mitch on something like that, and all, all that's happened is... He's jumped from four. There's two horses inside him. They both kicked up and held the exact same spot, and he's got left, three, right, no cover. Yet they don't ask questions about the Mel Vista
1: on Saturday. I like, oh, I, it just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Nothing makes sense what the stewards do. So, yeah, no, not big on it. Again, watch the race at York a couple of weeks ago, uh, Lalo versus uh, Lexton Gambler. No one's been uh, looking at a five Naridin, horse. Yeah. Narragin, sorry. Yeah. Um, if that, yeah, if there wasn't something up there, then,
3: hmm. well, yeah, um, The stewards might listen to the first part of this podcast, and hopefully that's the bashing over. But I'll um, I'll be bringing something up in race two. Okay, I look forward to it, Kev.
0: Well, we look. It's great to have Kev on the show, and um, we uh, uh, have yeah, we've got to know him a little bit better, and uh, looking forward to getting stuck into this preview.
1: But before we do, Terry, what about our sponsors? Our sponsors, yes. Uh, Who are our sponsors, Bj? Uh, let's make sure we stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. And do we have a uh, competition for the uh, the racing league? We're giving away a couple of tickets to that uh, all-inclusive um, party we on are the 17th of April. Correct, Terry. That's the WA Black Arts
0: Launch Owners Events saturday april 17 up in the director's lounge you ever been up in the director's lounge kev don't think i've had the pleasure of Mm. yet so um you just caught him with a mouthful of (laughs) (laughs) pretzel uh terry i don't know if you've been up to the director's lounge you post post karakata perhaps but um it's uh quite a uh quite a spot to watch the races unfold from an ascot race course it is the best of the best up there so we are giving away two tickets to the wa black arts launch party and um, we will discuss this prior to the karakata plate as well so i think what we're going to do is we're going to ask our listeners to tweet us who they think will win the karakata plate and a betfair starting prize as yep. well two decimal points Two decimal place a point. So this is similar to the uh, Betfair merchandise competitions we were running that most yep. people will be most of our listeners will be familiar with. But we will uh, we will outline this again closer to the Carrickater Plate. But what we're going to be looking for today is the winner of the Carrickater Plate a Betfair starting price. And if you are the cl- nearest the pin, then you uh, will get two passes to the WA Black Arts launch event Ascot Racecourse, Saturday, April seventeenth.
1: Yes, I. Uh, you'll be able to be on course to watch. Be optimistic. Win the um, size. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Can you bet futures? No. Size? Yeah. No. There's no, no uh, noms for that until the the week. I don't think so. Okay. No. No futures
0: for size. Okay. We can't. Uh, we can't get involved no. at this early stage. But put that in your black book, mm. Be optimistic. Of course, is. Uh, Going around at Ascot on Good Friday, unless there's a scratching, and she may sneak into the Caricature Plate field because she's currently crossed. first emergency. <laughs> Kev Terry, it's time to start our Caricature Plate preview. Let's get cracking. Rail is in the two meter position on Saturday. Uh, that's Saturday, April the April three. Uh, maximum of thirty degrees, partly cloudy. Um, I think we've got easterly winds turning southeasterly during the afternoon. Good for track. Um What are you expecting out there at uh, headquarters on Saturday, Terry?
1: Uh, Two metres, should play, should really play on pace. Um, Yeah, you would not want to be coming from too far rearward unless there's a really suitable map, but um, in saying that, we're about to touch on them all, there are a few maps which I think could be really suitable for horses out the back, so um, I definitely feel that if you've got a nice horse who can settle in the first couple or or lead, uh, you're going to be advantaged advantage very mm-hmm. good all right let's get
0: going race one is the tab touch west speed platinum autumn series heat number one uh this is at twelve twenty-three p.m so the first of nine at 12 23 p.m thousand meter event and um we better welcome our guest kev uh, kev, kev off, evans what have you got for us in this kevin's. uh kevin's in this uh west speed platinum heat all right well um do one of you guys want to touch on the map first?
1: Well, the map looks uh, sticky. I uh, It looks sticky, to, sticky try and, um, to try and sticky. A bit of Snoop Dogg <laughs> just uh, appeared. Uh, it looks sticky to try and get it bang on. Uh, stack of speed, though. Um, it's Tiffs and Bosnip. Yep. Round the point to me look the three quickest with the way they're drawn. So maybe um, It's Tiffs can get across Scooter's machine, or I think we'll find the a 1,000 a bit zippy to hold the front. Um, Bosnip goes quick enough. Around the point might be the quickest of the lot on its day. Yep. Um, so it's it's sticky, sticky, icky, icky uh, up front there. <laughs> Pink and grey from 10 will only roll forward. So you'd think uh, Chrissy Graham will lead up a three wide line. Or a four-wide line, even, geez, it could yeah, be. A, well, City Circle might be three-wide, no cover. The yeah, entire it could again. be. A, I think yep. City Circle, will, I think Chris Parnham and Neville Parnham will be smart enough to let the rest go and okay. try and tuck in. Yeah. Um, with all that speed there, might be able to actually find a really nice spot in a three-wide line, actually. And um, probably leaves Pikey on due west, maybe three back defence fence, potentially. Uh, it can go quickly early, though. I may try to hold scooters back, out and yeah. get the leaders back. So there's a lot of ways it can eventuate. See, I don't think we want to go too... Deep in that sense, um, Requisition's been flying, so there's no reason. It can't jump out and hold a spot too, but with all that speed in there, probably ends up three pairs back, one off. Yeah, it it was first out the other day, I think, Requisition, wasn't it? Yep, and previous start sat in the breeze when uh, Miss Katiki gunned him down. So, Um, Yeah, sticky map, I reckon, Kev.
3: Yeah, absolutely absolutely concur with that. Um, Look, with the amount of speed in the race, like you said, I came into the meeting going, you know, on speed's Um, probably going to be favourable. Um, probably, you know, Ford of midfield, you probably want to find those sorts of horses, but with the amount of speed in this first race, I'm landing on requisition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm relatively keen. Like sh- she, hey. Uh, he, Hey, sorry. Yeah. He, he seems to be just one of those horses in this race, which is a horse for course, 1,000 meter horse out and out last start was huge three deep, no cover um when obviously being beaten by quite a smart one in Amasinas um who's since come out won again on Saturday Miss Kentiki's also gunned him gunned him down and then won again since both you kind of look at those two horses and you go what would those two horses do to this field
0: I think Eyes right. one after it beat him think, as well yeah. so yeah
3: so you know the forms on the board he was massive last start um it's a You know, this might be a little bit rough on Lucy, but I think this is a positive jockey change with Brad on. Um, Backing grade as well, enough speed to just suck up in between and get one last crack at him with what looks like an economical run from three. So, um, yeah, landed with him on top as quite a convincing favourite. He's uh, he's about
0: 360 at the moment.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, look, I had him 290, but Mm -hmm. I will... I will declare that i'm still learning <laughs> learning prices and um and sort of changing a few things to try and get the right balance but yeah that's the way i've got it um i thought it was interesting no trial from due west um mm. it, you know
1: course is nothing. yeah
3: and you know jason pateman he does normally trial them but they're usually like just a soft trial and just like, I, I clearly remember um, before Noble Lawrence's first start, it was one of the softest trials. And yeah. they, they seemed to find it just before uh, that race and ran on um, super for third on its debut, but- It's probably um, ready
1: to go, I'd suggest. Yeah, yeah. I,
3: yeah, I would say it's fit enough. Um, from barrier one, does Pike kick up and try and go box seat or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and then yeah, I found it interesting. Scooter's machine was the first time at a thousand over his thirty-seven race start.
1: Yeah, it looked so. odd placement back to, mm. from the fourteen hundred yeah. back to the thousand for Scooters. This this deep into a prep as well. The, the sprinter, you'd think, would be a little bit out of those uh, slightly older legs. Only six, actually. Scooters probably shouldn't mm. give him old. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? Um, but I think Kev BJ has middled that. I reckon there's not much more I can add. I think Requisition's one of my better bets in the day. I'm 270, Kev. So, um, And I reckon with the jockey change, there will be good money for requisition. The Amasinus miss Kentucky form lines are uh, jumping off the page uh, with what those two runners did at their next start. Um, we will need a little bit of luck mm, just with yeah. all these speed horses in it. but um, Could be yeah. a few roadblocks as well. There will be a few mm. roadblocks. But uh, as Kev said, if, if we just get out at 150, 200 to go. Mm-hmm. I think will be the sharpest horse uh, over the last 150 and um, yeah, he's in career best so I think three and a half is enough to have a punt on some luck. Look at you and Brett Pope real bromance. Three three in a row yeah, I'm tipping at, him as well. Yeah, it's three you, in a row. Look
0: at you go. She's um,
1: enchanted was probably a... Well, it was a good thing to lick I reckon. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah gone well, through course,
0: that. maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah uh, Yeah, flip of the coin for me I, I really liked you uh, requisition as well but I've ended up Going for the wizard Pikey g west. If he can just bounce this this mare out, get to land, get to try and hold
1: that leader's back position. What do you yeah. reckon leaders what do you reckon will lead? It's Tiff. Yeah. Is yeah. that a back you want to be on? That's 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 the first <clears throat> thing I came up with as well. With it'll g g it'll west. get him to the it'll get him to the to the straight, top yeah, of the straight. It's Does its Tiff lay out? I didn't actually go deep into that. Mm, good question. Mm. Yeah. There is
3: one thing about its Tiff I've written down here. It'll be winning a maiden very soon.
1: Yeah. Um. I will.
3: thought it was interesting to come to this sort of race
1: following the petite la femme sort of yeah. Uh, methodology.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But um, I certainly think that Saturday is probably not her day. But um, follow her
0: going
1: I'll forward, and she'll the be winning. on Saturday. I yeah. reckon. <laughs> yeah, all
0: right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh yeah, so Not as diplomatic. uh yeah, if yeah, r- regardless. I've so gone for Pikey. First up, due west. Uh this horse has won four races, all four races, ridden ridden by who? W Terry? Bike, yeah. W Pike. So this is a pike special this this mare. Uh last preparation won at uh where are we? Kicked off its preparation, was beaten 2.7 lengths in a 1,000-meter graduation behind Cheston Flyer. Second in that race was Riverbow. Third in that race was Miss Frost. Sixth in that race was Zeeble. Good form references there. Then uh, ran second at Ascot behind Cocky Joy, who we'll be talking about later in the day. Went to Bunbury, beat at Stable, mate Indigo Blue, and it's two Ascot runs following that were both good. What's that
1: um, Indigo Wild replay for? What did I say? Indigo Indigo Wild. What's that for one of the Best uh, ride you'll ever see from eleven as well.
0: That was yeah, that was a peach mm. from Pike. Uh, admittedly, the. Two, last two Ascot runs prior to a break were both 1,200-metre runs, but I thought she was she was pretty good under the circumstances, has good starting price profile as well. She was $5.50 in a race that contained excellent dream last start. Uh, from gate one, wizard on board, let him do his thing. Obviously, requisition, very hard to beat, but
1: I in a flip of the coin, I ended up going for the top jock and gate one due west on top. Yeah, luck in running, I think, will play a major part if uh, whoever gets the best run out of those two should be winning it. And uh, if they both get held up, it could be City Circle, three wide line who can make uh, his her way into the race but um yeah, good, uh, good, interesting race to kick the day off.
0: And if uh, interesting to see what the, how the track is playing. Horse that has does have a booming finish,
1: fresh when on song is horse called Tinto Bell. Mm-hmm. So it'll be getting back and running on. This is one of those races where even though we, we, we should be, it's early in the day, there's an easterly, it should be whoever leads wins. But I don't think the race is set up that way. Yeah. So um, we'll learn a lot. If, if it's Tiffs it gives a big kick in front of the 50, you'll know yeah, it's going to be very hard to make ground all day. Okay. Race number
0: two. On Karakata Plate Day is the Schweppes handicap. Three old race, eleven hundred meters, and uh yeah, not a bad little nine horse uh, eight horse field rather. There's um you know, these aren't the best of the best when it comes to our three-year-old sprinters, but there's some up and coming types, different form lines, a couple of first stoppers as well. Guru, I'll throw to you what did you end up how did you end up playing
1: this particular race? Well, this is a this is a cracking race for opinions. I'll quickly mm. ask it to you. Who did you mark favorite, just in a word? I see red. Who'd you mark favourite? I see red. I see red. Okay, most will probably mark I see red favourite. Fair enough. I mark Spice the light favourite, a, a lengthy favourite. Um, I With I see red, I see red, um, and I don't know, Luke's listening, just text me actually saying that Zeebel's a moral, um, will knock off clairvoyance on on, uh, on Saturday as well. I think he might have been joking. Um, but I see red's last victory, uh, big margin, Um Blah blah blah, but the the way that race was run, I'm not I'm not using that as a former reference. No, it was a barrier all. trial, yeah. It was a barrier trial at best. Uh, previous two efforts, I thought were only fair. Even the run behind Island Charm before that, I thought was only fair. So I'm 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 just gonna have a little knock on icy red, icy red, despite the way that uh, should be fine in the back of Spice Delight, but um. I marked this, I marked basically, I think five horses within about $2.50. Gave Spice Delight favoritism on the, uh, just from the fact that she will be in front um she ran fifty five eighty four in a recent trial and still under a bit of a hold and the prior 600 meter trial um before that one she uh finished alongside rain Rain god God, who they absolutely belted in betting on debut and got the job done so um look i'm not not tipping her with any degree of of confidence um in the slightest but um yeah i think she's she at the moment 750 or so uh, six, yeah, seven fifty. Yep, seven fifty. I think is uh for a horse that's going to be out in front, and there shouldn't be a huge amount of pressure. I think Sassy Trader breezes. Yep, if getting out of the gates, I thought, um, thought
0: Sassy Trader was really good. Huge, it's yep. the
1: one I wanted to be on. I yep. thought I'd get a price. It's the one I thought I would see a longer quote about. So, um, yeah, cra- cracking race. Uh, I'm ha- I'm looking to take on Island Charm and Giancarna from the gates. They're the two I'm not putting a line through, but willing to um. They're the two I've marked double figures. So well, there's, they're my two <coughs> take-ons.
0: There's fast horses that are going to be two, three lengths ahead of it, and they're going to have
1: to run exactly pretty right. quick. Yeah. Icy Red, Sassy Trader, um, and Sposter Spice Mart. Delight are going to be Leader Leader's back and Breeze. Hells so, Bell probably holds up 1-1. One, one. Yeah, Hells yep. Bell probably and, and if you go back to Hells Bell's, um, forget, again, forget it, it went round last start, and the previous start at led, which isn't its go. If you go back to its previous run behind Vedette to star alongside our boy Dylan, um, Christian Charl- Parham goes on. Charl- Eddie. Charlton Eddy. Yeah. it was yeah, it was just as good as Charlton Eddy, just about. Yeah, so. I, like, I like the booking. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's not impossible from that map, and, and Strathmore Rose is is what it's been doing in Albany is huge. So can't discount any of Roy's. So Whew, all happening in this race. I'm uh, yeah, no, no, a race I'm more interested to watch than bet. You know? Do
0: you think there's a chance that this trial was a bit too good, spiced a lot? Chief yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I
1: I, I don't want to. Uh, I didn't really want to be on. I, I thought it would go. I thought it would be shorter than it currently is. I thought there'd be some um, boom with the trial, but there's a big difference between race day pressure yep. and the fact this is eleven hundred as well, not a thousand. Do you um, know why this horse is? Been off the scene for so long? No, no, I don't. Okay. I don't. Um, it's funny if you watch its debut as well. It went to the breeze and Craig Staple sort of tried to settle it in the breeze. I think if you just let it roll to the top past just a pinch, it probably wins that and wins it really well. But um, tell you what, Marty Allen can trade, as Kev touched on earlier, he can train a, a quick little uh, dashy mare and like, um, actually, we should mention time to sizzle yeah. um, past during the week. So uh, condolences to all um, connections and to Marty. Um, she was a, a huge, $500 purchase for him and went um went uh, went super so well actually um, when Newhad
0: Brave had her first start for us yeah, the race was won by Time to to Sizzle yeah, and there was a big exactly syndicate right. they're all it, they all celebrated the win, let her in. It was great scenes in the mounting guard post race, and only a month or two later, and she's she's passed. It's mm. uh, the great game. It's a uh, it's a great leveler, isn't it? You Certainly get, is. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. As Terry said, condolences to everyone involved, and with Marty Allen Stable and and Time to Sizzle, and um, yeah, that's just just part of it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, Kev. Look. Um, Give us more confidence. You had something to talk about. Yes, yeah,
3: I two. did. Um, confidence is not high. No. Uh, it's, a, it's a very, very, very good deep race for only eight horses in it. Um, but something I did want to touch on was the steward support from that birthday that I See Red, I See Red got. Um, Hell's Bell from Barrier One was supposedly commenced awkwardly. But I Do watched the race. Says. That's what it says. Oh, I watched it at least five times to make sure I wasn't seeing things. I was looking at the wrong colors. It jumped out in front of them all and was strangleholded. Yeah. Heavily,
1: heavily restrained. Yeah. How and, do you get away with that? Like, how can you write that in the stewards report?
0: And it just, it, it leaves me. What does that even mean? Commenced awkwardly. <laughs> when do you re- when do you read that, what do you think it
1: means? Oh,
0: I'm just watching it just now. So sorry, you know, I, I've been so saying it,
1: but I didn't realize it said that. That's um, oh, not across. So, so it's words. it's it's jumped long neck in front of everything else. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And you know, it's strangled back, and I see red. I see reds take. I mean, Mitch taken advantage of that. hell's Bell being strangled back, and he's just gone to the front and had the biggest birthday. I mean, they didn't mm-hmm. go fast. I mean, no, sort of just yeah.
1: yeah Miss Vasari went back as well. Yeah, I and they went horribly,
0: horribly slower than it was,
3: and then after they said commenced awkwardly, they've gone. It raced keenly throughout the early stages. Well, I wonder why. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it just wanted. It just wanted to go, um, and it just yeah. It just has me baffled, and I I don't know if it was maybe just writing to instructions that they didn't want to lead because of um, how she sort of died off.
0: Um, Desperate not to lead. That's the way. That's well, the it's the way it looked. looked. Yeah.
3: Um, but at the same time, if you can. Yeah, as a trainer, you can give your um, instructions, but then when it ha- when something like pans out like it did and it jumps in
0: front, just I think you just got to like cop it, don't mm-hmm. you? Um, but also, like, what what's wrong with just making the horses drawn outside? You just like earn the lead. Yeah, ex- exactly. You you, yeah, you might not want to lead, but something else is is going to cross you, and if yeah. they're not going to come across with speed, you're just going to end up there anyway. Yeah, so, exactly. rather than like restrain heavily from like the first one or two strides, yeah. let it find its feet and let something work past you, do a bit of work. Yeah,
3: so I think the stewards need to have another look at that and maybe reopen in the race and... Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. good, <laughs> yeah. good luck, good luck. luck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably, good luck. Probably watch the replay again or um, improve. Um, just be better. Yeah, just be better. Just be better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but look, um, the way I sort of saw this is that from, um, with Spice Delight in one, she'll bounce out, she'll lead. Icy Red will sit outside lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be surprised if it didn't pan out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Sassy Trader will work across as well. But I loved the run of Sassy Trader, like last start. But then I sort of have a little conviction on it from the way Divine Pair came out next start and sort of just. Yeah, got got out, hit the line hard, but it was just kind of like bleh. Um, Apple
1: Apple schnapps went poorly yesterday too from that same line.
3: So I've just got a few convictions on that as a race. Um, Our boy Dylan's obviously got talent. We know that. Sassy Trader's got her. uh, His fair share of talent as well, but it's just a little meh for me. Strathmore Rose, I imagine that'll be the Roy horse that probably goes forward. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd be surprised if, they didn't. If he didn't send one of them forward, I don't think Island Charm over eleven hundred have the pace to go with those. Um, a month between runs for Island Charm's interesting. It's got the form on the board with Kiss and All Four Cheeks, but at the star, who I'm surprised isn't lining up in the mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um
4: And
3: then Gemma's son in the Magic Millions. But um, look, this is a very deep race. I thought Giancarna's trial was super. Um, you don't have. I don't think you really need to know much about trials to identify that, though. Um, she looks like she's come back a pretty um, smart, ho- smart filly. Um, the form two point two lengths behind Chantort reads quite well, yep. um, and she's obviously improved. William goes on. I mean, the Miller stable the, 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 the stables improved. The stable is absolutely yeah. airborne. Barrier eight probably means she drifts, um, so she could she could honestly be a, a late. A late bet for me um, but you know outside of Spice Delight, Gene Carter, and I see Red, I See Red, I'm probably not getting involved um, mm. yeah. but yeah look, one of the deeper races on the card I thought
0: mm. I like I See Red, I can see Spice Delight leading for obviously from one, Sassy Trader coming, coming working forward to be outside leader and I feel as though I See Red, I Red is going to be Leaders back, getting the uh, getting the run, which they always. What I don't think they're that keen to lead on this horse, Terry. Um, no, it d- does want to. Um, he's always wanted to teach but, uh, him to sit. But the the spicy light looks like she's just a fast filly, so I imagine they're just going to tear along, which leaves icy red almost in the perfect spot. Just needs to Michie just needs to angle out into space to. Um, uh, unless Spicer Light rolls off, I suppose, but uh, get some clear galloping room. I just really, yeah, he walked, sprinted, but he just looked like he ha- had his dash back. Um, the other day, I um, can see he's just going to land in the right spot, and um, I think this is a good setup for Icy Red. Icy Red, I'm not as down as um, as some on his previous form. I thought his second placing to Island Charm, Gemma's Son in third, was good. Magic Millions run. A bit of a forget run for me. And I thought that Hot Zed run uh, at Bunbury was actually quite good. Even though it says he's been beaten 3.1, I think Hot Zed won by two and a half lengths that day. So it was a bunch finish for fourth and they included Secret Plan, Vedetta Star, Alpha and Omega. And there was another horse in there who was fighting out the finish as well. So I actually thought that run was good. And um, yeah, I actually think this is a good option for... Luke Fernie and Mitchell Payton with IC Red, I red I was three eighty. D Day for I C Red. Yeah, we'll right. learn
1: here. This is the right this setup. Is the, this, this is, right is right the setup. right setup. Yeah. Uh, I just um yeah, this is D Day. So um yeah, good luck to Luke would like to loot Kyle uh, that's for me I'm looking for 330 and above I red, and I'll be playing oh there you go tough old race but a, a very very interesting race uh, moving on race number three Byron Bay premium lager handicap over the 1400 metres for the three year olds again um, this was probably Al McManus moment for the day I think Bradley went up seven, seven fifty. Billy ain't silly um, which should have been Bradley is silly shouldn't <laughs> it <laughs> Um, I'm not necessarily uh, a huge Billy Ain't Silly fan here, but uh, that did look a little bit lengthy, Bradley. Um, it's just. Uh, uh, what did you mark, Billy? Oh, I think I marked Billy 360 type thing. What were you um, thinking, Kev?
3: I personally had him $10, so I thought Brad got
1: it. Oh, right. there you go. I oh, sta- oh, geez. I stand Brad's with, I stand with Brad. I stand with Brad. What yeah. did you have him? 450, 450. So yeah. I, I might have been on the thin side there, but I gave him some really positive, uh, positive vibes with the uh, the barrier draw, had him probably leaders back and Lactar going on for Jerry. You're getting yeah, uh, probably yeah. an upgrade, a uh, in positive and two kegs. Yeah, well. and, your, and your two kegs. Yeah. So uh, the Mauritian magicians uh, are as well are uh, absolutely flying at the moment. There's some free weight at uh, at the minute, but um, free weight, free money. Free weight, free money. Yeah. But, um look, I, I'm looking forward to a more aggressive ride. Um, the price has disappeared a bit. I haven't got on yet, which is upsetting. So I'll probably wait for Betfair, the exchange. But um, I'm going to probably look at backing out for an Omega uh, each way here I um, think the rides have been a little bit defensive it's last couple, it's pinging the lids wouldn't surprise me if they lead if they get taken on a special view you can take the back of um, can take the back of that horse but uh, I, I'd just like to see a more aggressive ride on Alpha and Omega if you look at his wind versus Ibiza you look at his wind versus time scale they'll both run at a far stronger tempo than his first and second up run which have been an absolute dawdles um, I think he'll be suited by, um, by being ridden uh, in a more truer run horse race but it's a deep race guys it is a deep race I um,
0: yeah those Alfred and meggie that's a good good word for it defensive rides um, first up at Bunbury and second up at Ascot could have easily led both those two races um, sort of uh, riding for position more than the way that the race is it's interesting if you watch that last start race Indigo Blue was second last I think and She's Rich Patemans just said, "Well, bugger this! I'm just going to roll forward and yeah. chance my arm, and probably um, didn't help his. Well, yeah, he probably did help his chances in a little bit, but he had to make the race. No one else was going to make yeah. the race. Jason Wyden was taking his time, working his way to the front. He, I think Blow Me Out, who's a noted sort of backmarker, back yeah, was leading early, yeah. so which was very strange. That whole, he ended up last on the turn. Very strange um, way that that race." panned out so but yeah so i'm improving i'm expecting improvement from animal positive ride from alpha and omega as well but i am i'm on the billy ain't silly train here um first up third against the older horses at pinjarra 1200 meters sort of got impeded for clear running when jerry wanted to get right into him and paul harvey on western eyes that was a beautiful steer kept jerry in a pocket let loose and she got out and was doing her uh, billy got out and was doing his best work late then Jerry said, "I'm going to bugger this. I'm going to take luck out of the equation." Sawed him to the front with 60 kilos. Second up, Pinjaro, 1,200 meters, and he just kept rolling for a quite a decisive win over Safety Bay, who had eight kilos less, and then has subsequently come out and run second at its following start. I think Billy Ainsley is going to derive significant benefit from that run. I think on the day that last up, Pinjaro win, I think was the on Vince Cardy's figures, his adjusted figures was the best performance. Of the day, uh, Lactar going on, finds a rail in front. Nice little claim there Pretty as late. well.
1: Yeah. Well he doesn't jump all that well, does no, it? No, no. I wonder whether um whether Lacta can get him. Especially at the fourteen hundred, it's only go there, it failed, they might I just thought they'd be semi content. They might be. Um and yeah. Lack, Lack, does, uh, Lack does a little bit of a defensive jockey at times as well. Yeah. Um, if Big Cole tells him to lead and be desperate, he should be able to hold the spot from the rail. It, but, um, I wonder
0: what what hap- what whether their tactics change depending on what happens in race. Would you be one disappointed if they
1: are going leaders back? No, no, no. I, I think that's dis- okay for that's, anyway.
0: and Yeah, as long as they're rolling along and Billy's in the, the the one thing I don't wouldn't want him to be leaders back is if they're walking, that yeah. that's not a good spot for him. So he needs galloping room, he needs tempo, and he needs um a bit of space. So I think this is a really nice third up option for Billy Ain't Silly. He look he's always looked a sad day horse um, to my eye. I think he can get off get off the mark here. Billy ain't silly to win. Noble Lawrence, really, really nice three year old in the making, up and comer. He got gifted to win the other day as well. That was a that was a walk, and um, Lucy cut the corners, produced him at the right time, and he belted them. Um, but um, yeah, as expected, as well as expected. Yeah, yeah. I think he was uh, he that traded because I think G- was,
3: Castillo Delago came out of that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: that was an absolute gift, and the horse that ran seconds, Speedbird ran thirty, came out couldn't walk. Mastermore ran fourth, came out couldn't walk, but. Um, yeah, it's still a good win. It was a good win. No, he's definitely, he's it was, just it was a, a gift. He's just a nice horse. I mean yeah. he hasn't yeah.
0: He hasn't done a lot wrong prior to that either. hot Z Where, up where does he end
1: up though?
0: Yeah, I reckon he could be Full back. Yeah, maybe not that far back. He doesn't yeah. jump.
1: He just does not get out the gates. Okay. Um, the reason last start it might look in the last two starts, it looks like he doesn't begin all that badly is because his races with no They're speed. So slow, yeah. Yeah. That it's was so slow. slow. Look at this race where you've got five or six horses who want to race in the first five or six. Yeah. They'll all get a spot before him unless he's learned a lot from that. So yeah. that's my worry with the Easterly that he's going to be giving Billy a three-length head start.
0: Fair enough. He'll, he'll be he'll be running on regardless. I think this is why I really like Billy and I think there's a few horses that aren't suited by their draws and by the map. Uh, interesting to see special... View the former Peter's Investments three-year-old uh, was purchased by Connections uh, and by the new Connections and Hayden Ballantyne is the new trainer um, has had a bit of success with Peter's Castoff as Hayden and um, first up led all the way at Bunbury over twelve sixteen second up jumped to sixteen ninety and um, that was a bit of a gift as well sort of cruised along out in front. At, Just, um, there's at, gifts galore, yeah, isn't there? They were yeah. special
1: views two wins, were two of the softest gifts. That yeah. ride on that ride on wins a lot um, from Jason Whiting. To not to not have race awareness of the fact there was one danger in that yeah. race, to not have the race awareness, I'm, I might have to use my horse a little bit for the better gait, to hold its back. Uh, I'm probably not as strong on the fact that it still definitely would have beaten it because it would have, he would have had to if use his on, fuel to yeah. hold yeah. the back, um, but he definitely goes very close. Um, but they're just, just the, the lack of race awareness um, yeah surprised me on that occasion.
0: Interesting, Terry. Twelve sixteen, sixteen ninety, back to the fourteen hundred can third do ball, apparently. Uh, so Richie Papeman will no doubt try and be positive again. But I just can't see this horse getting the the lead, the soft lead like it's got. First I think up that's up.
3: I think that's a that's a pretty important point you raised there, BJ. Um, both those starts for special view were dead set gifts. On um, later bias
1: services too.
3: Yeah. And look, and the thing with Mitch, I mean, I mentioned it in that last race with icy Red, he just manages to get on speed so easily with so many horses and, and it, Chris, just, Chris it just Parnham, Chris
0: Parnham's good at it as well. He almost gets yeah. to the front and bullies everyone. Why he, Everyone's like, oh, well, Chris knows what he's doing. Yeah. We'll just follow and him. And uh, yeah, he's recently he's been able to, like, yes. what was that two-year-old that's uh, flying missile midweek yeah. the other day? Like, come on, they just went so slow yeah. and he was it's just... He just dictated, so. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I am interested
3: to see, I mean, I I don't see how special view can win any other way. I think Mitch has to go forward um, and chance his hand, even though he's drawn out in seven. um, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes forward and finds himself maybe outside lead and putting a bit of pressure on. Um, who was it you guys said
0: would lead? I thought Billy ain't silly, but um, Terry was thinking maybe they go forward an Alpha and Omega.
1: Or Special, yeah. view. Or special I think Omega. I think those yeah. two might end up in front unless there's real strong instructions to lead on and- Billy. Yeah, what does Kira do with Astro Warrior from ten? Uh, aggressive, yeah. but it aggressive. can't jump. So I reckon Kira, with this race being run at a stronger tempo, I just think Kira's on a hiding to nothing here. This is the wrong race. I, I'd scratch it to be honest. Well, That's, I mean,
3: they they got their money finally last start. It was um, such a
1: big win. You don't miss the start it a good work win. to the breeze and then yeah. put them away like that. And the Fibonacci goes okay. It was a pretty I mean, tough. Tuss- they were, they
0: were running on empty late. I
1: think they're, oh. they're, they're, they're well. Yeah, spot, they're he he, yeah, I think they're all they running on empty from, that race, weren't they? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah but yes, I, I, the one thing I'll say about Billy ain't silly. You've got it four fifty, BJ. I reckon the three ninety I can see best at the moment. Yeah, don't don't start. reckon it gets better.
0: I reckon it's trickling. I reckon trickling, that yeah. I
1: re- well, my notes are that Billy will be the money horse here. It wouldn't yep. surprise me to see Billy trade fair exchange to eighty, two ninety, three bucks. Even though this is deep, I just think the money will come for Billy. Okay. That's that's my feel is that the money will come for Billy. So if you are if you are backing Billy, it might be worth having something on now. If you're backing something else, it might be worth what waiting. Are you, what are you guys saying about Chiclet? Just that I can't have the apprentice on from last it's with the Easterly. Last, yeah. yeah. I think Chiclet is the best horse in the race, yep. to be honest with you. I reckon if if Chiclet drew a hole and we could have it a bit closer, but just with the Easterly coming from last with the apprentice, I just I just can't have it.
3: Um, it very simple. I I agree completely with that. Um it was interesting before last start I had it and temptation out of to, to pick. Right, mm. I was like, "Who do I back here?" I was right. the same as
1: you, I think. <laughs> and I was
3: graying up totally because of what Chicklet was coming out of—the breeders, the Guineas—and I kind of felt like maybe she was just running in races where, you know, she was just out of her grade. Like she's, and because her first up win was awesome, mm-hmm. right? She tried, she tried Super, she took that to race day, um, and then she just found a number of horses too good in the Guineas and Breeders Plate. Um, yeah. but last start. She, One thing I will note is that Temptation split the middle and got the most economical run of all time whilst Chiclet found itself wobbling around the bend, Mm. going the widest and still managed still managed to get within three three to four lengths of temptation and we obviously seen what temptation's done in I the oaks really paid yeah the, um, A- admiral, well. admiral
0: promo went past tickler late i think that's why yeah. they didn't go onto the oaks they probably thought she didn't run it out they didn't so. think the
1: admiral promo form would hold up <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. but what do you guys say
3: about her dropping back to 14.
1: That's that's perfect, perfect. perfect. We want yep. her at the fourteen hundred. That's bang on. Um, it's just from map point of view, she's going to She's going to be giving Billy six. Noble Lawrence will be sprinting alongside her. Um, she'll be giving Alpha and Omega five. Uh, standout Rose will get the economical run three back the fence. Who is yeah. a, a really nice horse. Nice horse. So yes. Just yeah. think it's going to be difficult for Jason Morning to extricate yeah. uh, a path. So for me, the issue is um, it's just purely map for Chiclet on on a day where I don't think it'll suit it.
4: Yep. All right. What Kev.
1: do you think, Terry? Uh, Alpha and Omega each way, and I think we're going to get a better price late. Um, I'm pretty keen, actually.
4: Okay.
3: Kev? Um, yeah. Uh,
1: Full of confidence here, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: You can pass if S- you want. Super hard. Um, one we didn't touch on was Stella Vista. Yeah. Mm. Um, she, uh, she was super on debut. Um, she's from Barrier 3. Does she sit outside? Does she go
1: 1-1? She could land somewhere near the one-one yeah. starlift one midweek, but I think I think that'll uh, I think Stella Vista A will need further and B um, isn't up to these just yet at this stage of her career yeah. I think but can't discount any Simon Miller runner at the moment exactly. can we mm-hmm. um, Yeah, look, I've I've got no
3: real opinion here except for I'll be waiting for a soft deck for Chile is hot Yeah um, Yeah, but yeah, no, I've got nothing here.
0: Yep, uh, Billy silly on top for me. Terry's sort of got me questioning what, what I do uh, price-wise. Uh, but Billy ain't silly. Noble Lawrence, nice horse in the maker. He'll be flashing late. But I think this is set up nicely for Lucky Lactar and Billy ain't silly. Well done to those. I got the seven bucks from Brad this morning. <laughs> <laughs> race, <Same one. laughs> thanks, Brad. Uh, race four is the Amelia Park Lamb Handicap. 1,200-meter special conditions race. Uh, oh, a bit of a... F- First time you look at this race, you think two horse race: Q Balling, Amelia's Contrare. Uh, do your map. One of them is gonna. One of them is gonna win. But the more you tinker around the edges, the more it looks like there could be a couple um, that you initially look over that
1: could be a factor. Terry, do you concur? Yeah, I think of the market at the moment. I mean, Q Balling went poorly last start. I thought I heard they were going to spell as well. Do um, you know any more about that, AJ? No, I don't. I just. I don't know. Maybe I'd dreamt it um but yeah kubelling looks to map really nicely and should be going close but i'm, I'm happy taking kubelling on at 310 to be honest uh, if it beats me so be it but coming off a run like that deep into a prep after 1200 for the first time uh take it on at 310 milius contraire will go back to last they've figured out the best way to ride her is last wide let her motor into it um she'll be super hard to hold out late but with the easterly again at $3.20 i'm, I'm gonna take her on um is she, yes. she
0: opened better than that i or- was
1: Ah, no. uh, she might have done, but look, I've marked them both close to four bucks. I know so. it was Q
0: Belling that opened short, wasn't it? She, yeah, it was uh, two forty-five out to two eighty-three, ten now.
1: Yeah, look, one of the pair probably should win, but I, I can see reasons to knock them both. So we'll, we'll look for some value here. And um, if you're just talking Glasgow girl, nine bucks prize, Nemesis nine bucks, prevailing wins, was not one for about. Um, about sixteen years since Kieran was in year eight. That's only not long ago, actually, is <laughs> no. it? Uh, then you're talking some uh, some pretty ordinary conveyances. Uh, Wednesday is also around that same price, and Denim Pack comes up uh, as about your seventh favourite, which uh, surprises me greatly. Trained um, by trained by them, the Magic Man, mm-hmm. Mike Zantich. Um, he was super Denimpack was super first up in yeah. uh, the quickest last two of a race where they were tailed off over an unsuitable thousand metres um, with Lack Dar on found some trouble in the last 52 so he would have run a slightly quicker last two without that um, should end up three back the fence here this is a horse who's had six starts with Romoli on for two wins had 45 starts without him for two wins loves Lucky he does even mm. if you look at the two unplaced runs with Lucky on one was a fourth resort man mm-hmm. um, which is obviously huge resort it would be 50 a dollar50 year and the other one was the first up run this campaign which was huge um, ran ninth of 11 but it's far better than it reads on paper don't need to go deep into that this is just 15 sixteen dollars each way four dollars a whole this is a carry. um it's it's a get- on at the price yeah, yeah I've, I've marked him 650 so I'm not mm. declaring him or anything of like about that but um gee, it's just it's just an each way bet. He just for me he's a clear third favorite so we back him each way at that price I like it
3: kev uh, I personally left this race alone I found I found it way too hard um, I think it's important the first 100 metres to see what um, Victoria Corva does with Kubaling. I think if she can be aggressive out and probably hold a 1-1 position then he's going to get the best opportunity to win um, like Terry said with Emilia's Contreras goes back to last they figured I figured her out um, I've prize nemesis i can't have he's won his race um you know, it was a gift wasn't it yeah he's won his race uh, last week um glasgow girl probably leads and then rolls they're probably prevailing wins since outside lead but there's at no at no doubt in my mind prevailing winds goes backwards at some stage so you probably just want to get out of his way um but yeah apart from that i really had no opinion it was such a, Difficult race
0: for mine. Looks a low-pressure race for mine. I think Glasgow girl's going to find the front quite comfortably. Prevailing wind. Are they
1: trying to lead Glasgow? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think they should. I think they have to. I there's think
0: they should. Prevailing wind sits outside it. Yeah. Annihilator, this is how low-pressure low it is. I think Annihilator can even hold leaders back. Yeah. And what you said about cubelling is I don't even think Victoria Corva Kur- has to be that aggressive. She might even just land there
4: mm-hmm. from,
0: from the gate and the fact that there's just no real top-end speed gate speed so um, which will suit him because the older he's got the more it looks like he, he likes being ridden quieter not being bustled what happened the sounds other, like all of us what happened the other day was he landed closer to the speed hot tempo got dragged sucked into burning too much fuel early and he was a uh, spent conveyance it was a bit disappointing last night. I thought I agree with Terry I think this is you know I know the map's against her but the way that Miller's going and the way that this horse has, has improved since, they've, since they're have since they trying a few different things where I think this is just set up really good for Amelia's Contraire. The price is right bang on where I want her to be, about 320 at the moment. Uh, admittedly, as I said, we'll be getting back. But because this is low pressure, Pikey could end up in a three wide line and be within striking distance on straightening, angling out into the middle of the straight and just letting her rip. Um, I imagine it's good. It, She's going to be really hard to hold out. And uh, so the way I'm going to go is I'm a little bit with Terry, with Denipak as well. I'll be backing Pack, but
1: my main bet will be a win bet on Amelia's country All right. Moving on, BJ. And it is time now for the WA Racing Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. How's your uh, trivia, Kev? Actually, Kev's a past winner of the Mastermind. Oh, hey huh? He is, he
0: is a past mastermind winner, so we are in the presence of greatness here. So, um, yes, the Mundaring Hotel has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you are in the neighborhood or heading up that way this Easter long weekend, drop in, see the publican in Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say day. He is an avid WA Racing fanatic. Get yapping with him and you'll have a very enjoyable time. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener also. Listen to this, Guru. Mm. Congratulations to last week's episode 69 WA Racing Mastermind winner, Brad McManus. (laughs) It's good stuff, isn't it? Brad McManus. Mm. He sent, just for context. Give him him the story. He sent through his entry at uh 2 19 a.m. Mm. that was last Friday morning. So he
1: was uh, obviously up doing a bit of form late yeah, on, a, he must late have on a Thursday <laughs> night. Doing a bit of form at the Crown complex I think. <laughs> <laughs> so Brad what else did he include? Give him now nah, give him the full credit. What else did he include in his uh, answers? He
0: he he suggested that prize nemesis was the uh was the go on Saturday? I he forget. declared it. He declared he? it. Yes. He absolutely declared it. So we'll give him one weird joke because it came out and won. It won well. So. It did. It uh, did.
1: He does his best work at two nineteen a.m. I think you're. Two
0: nineteen a.m. It. And um, congratulations, Brad. He nailed the four questions from last week's edition, and that uh, one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. Um, okay, pens, pencils, erasers. In your case, Terry, at the ready. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to answer the following four questions correctly. Number one: How many starts had I'm a single man had prior to winning last year's Carrickado Plate? Not many. I don't know if there is many going in off a similar prep this year, but uh, mm. but yes, so. That's question number one. Question two, Fred Kersley won the 2007 Karakata Plate aboard uh, with Roman Time. Who was the jockey? He has a ride in this year's Karakata.
1: Mm, this is a guesswork job. You're a one in 16 chance.
0: 2007, how old were you, Kieran? Kev?
3: So I would have been 10. Ten. Come on, mate. That's old old enough. Oh, probably nine. Oh, nine. Nine. I would have been nine. So Um, has a ride this year. Yeah.
1: It's got to be someone that's uh, been around a bit longer in the tooth. (laughs) Question
0: three: Who trained Lucy May to win the 2017 Carrickata? May or may not have a runner this year. Question runner or two, perhaps. Question four. Jeez, you really haven't given that away at <laughs> all. <laughs> well, I needed to make it a bit easier after question two seemed to stump you, boys. So question number four, name the horse that led all the way to win the 2018 caracata Plate.
1: They are the four questions. Mm, for this no dig week. deep questions. That's uh, that's that's questionable. <laughs> really, <laughs> that's, really, 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 that's really
0: questionable. We had a dig deep sort of S question uh, last week, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. Who did win that
1: two champion two year old award?
0: I'm a bit. Uh, I brought that
1: up this morning. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that shortly.
3: It was the Magic Millions winner?
1: The question two is wrong, wasn't?
0: You got the last two correct.
1: Oh. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Three. Okay. There you go. How did Kev go? Uh, Kev
0: got question one and question four correct. Yeah, the so they are the questions for this week's WA Racing Mastermind competition. If you get all four of those correct and send your entries via direct message through a, to at the one one pod on Twitter, yeah. then you can be in the running for that one hundred dollar gift voucher to the daring Hotel.
3: I'm a single man. Hong Kong now, isn't
1: he? Yeah, probably got a new name as well. Probably Garlic King Prawn or something something <laughs> along those lines, I would say. Single King Prawn. <laughs> anyway, a horse that I'm sure that Hong Kong would love to get a hold of, BJ, is Clairvoyance, and we are uh, super excited to see her go around in race number five over the 1100 meters. Um, yeah, I'm not really going to talk too much about this race. We're already probably going a bit lengthy yeah. here, but guys, it's exciting to have Clairvoyance back.
0: Very exciting. Also, shout out to a friend of the podcast, the OG mastermind himself, Travis, Travis Murray. He will be uh, – no, I'm sure he'll be out there, on course, on Saturday. Uh, watch his girl, Clairvoyance, in action. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this race either. I'm just looking forward to seeing her back in action. Uh, judging, by the way, that she breezed up in that 400-meter barrier trial at Lark Hill, Darren McAuliffe has this girl ready to rock and roll. He wouldn't be taking any chances on um, blemishing her unbeaten record. Surely there's no way that this horse gets beat?
1: No. It's good. Uh, it's a bit of a test first up though, because Luke, uh, Luke and Zebel will run them along, out in front. Charlton Eddie will probably push across, try to might just be having trying to tuck in. But um, if if Charlton springs the lids, might try and find the breeze. It's um it'll be it'll be a high it'll contest. be high pressure. It'll be high yeah. pressure. So it's a good test to come back in. Yeah. Um. But she's uh, she's exciting, and um, I think she'll be anchoring a few early quaddies. So I yeah. uh, just have something on. Yeah, if she's as good as we think she is, she should win this price. One. Win yeah. this.
0: I was dollar sixty. I don't even know what $60. she is at the moment. So you were about the same, weren't yeah, you? $60, yeah, dollar Yeah, I
1: was dollar
0: thirty-five. Oh. So. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, just <laughs> in a word, <laughs> In a word or in a in a word or two. Uh who runs second, Terry. Uh, platinum Bullet. Plutocracy. Um Platinum Bullet as well. Although I do expect Zebul. I thought his run the other day was super. Just think um, she'll break hearts, clairvoyance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zeebel yeah, was big improver.
1: Oh, I would have loved to have seen Zebel in a different race without Claire Voyants. Yeah. we had on, and ready to win. a down to 56. Zebel was so big last start. Huge. So follow Zebel. Anyway, race number six, first leg of the Quadrella, the Amelia Park. Um, down south in a couple of weeks. I'll be having a week or two off the podcast. So you'll be getting um some fresh voices to listen to. Maybe a, a return for K Evans, big <laughs> big Kev. Um, but the Amelia Park. Uh, beef handicap over the 15. 100 metres, 66 plus. Um, I'm keen. I'm really keen. So I'm just going to jump I'm gonna jump straight in. Oh, not even going to... Yeah, not even going to lob that. Coming off the long run. am not even going to hand the ball uh, <laughs> over to one of you blokes here. But I'm uh, very keen on Tin Snip. Uh, may have nicked the two-year-old of the year award off me a few years ago, but it's time to uh, to get mine back. Um, you don't need to see last week's replay too many times to know how stiff he was. The money came as well. Um, but he's just simply returned like something close to the, the horse he was as a two-year-old uh, when he ran second in the Karakata and then went on to win the WA Sires. Um, he only beat something like five or six horses home in his next six or seven runs. Just looked like he'd had enough of horse racing, but um, credit to the Durant camp, patience, persistence. They got him um, They got him up and about with a plethora of trials. Um, huge first up behind Marachino and Misty Ladd, who have both gone on to win pretty big races since or good races since, um, midweek victory over Invictus Dominion and Bruce Almighty is a good midweek victory. They're two nice horses that Fast is, race uh, too. Yep. And um, last week should have won and probably should have won easily. Yeah. With would, have, would, have, and a half. would have won comfortably yeah. yeah, would have won quite easily. So the market is going to favour Plato here and I think this is a great opportunity to take advantage of a market that's um got a horse who's pretty limited with W Pike on. Just a bit thin for mine. Um yeah I think Tinsnip goes forward, gets a head start on uh, Pledo and Wins well, um, yeah, really, really confident, and we're getting the price. It's about five bucks or something, so that's that's plenty. That's me, really. Now. Thank you.
0: Limited, Plato.
1: Yeah, Plato. Yeah, limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, I think yeah. Plato goes okay. Yeah. But Tinsnip snip ceiling is just a different level, isn't it? Just if we're talking like that type of horse, Plato last start you had Patila Femme go and take on Scooter's Machine, and Plato just got given an absolute twenty out of ten. Um, bro, Bradra Willa to get the job done. Look from barrier two, he probably ends up three back the fence. Maybe oh, I don't know. It does not jump in the slightest here. Um, so he ends up ends up in a tough spot, and um, we'll be having to take off serious ground from uh, from tin snip late. So um, I've marked Plato's second favourite, obviously, but um, there's no way in the world I could have Plato favourite over tin snip here.
0: I actually thought Plato was really good the other day. Fast fast race, high pressure race. Jeez. Um
1: if it didn't win that, it's never winning a horse
0: race. Yeah, though. that's true. Um, Pike going on drops in weight. I think prior to that
1: was very stiff at Bunbury. Just about where he gets to, and he, her show where she, she gets, gets to. to. She just puts yeah. herself in, in tough positions in her races. Uh, two, I mean, again, I'm, I'm when I talk, it's all price orientated. So yeah, it's, it's hard we're just to have a discussion. I was I was two seventy
0: plateau four dollars tin snip. So it's a two, It was they're the only two that I I really priced to. Everything else was out the gate, and I just made a bit of a. I think I had
1: cocky joy eight dollars something like that. So mm. if they um, drew a hole, you'd love to be on. Yes, hard from ten. But um, yeah, I was the opposite, and I'm probably gonna. I think I'll be the opposite the most. Actually, I was yep. two seventy tin snip. Okay, so you um, yeah you got five fifty plato. You got the reverse, yeah. Yeah, that's probably a little bit heavy.
0: <laughs> Kev,
3: yeah, I went favorite plateau, tin snip close face close second favorite. Um, I think that the one thing about plato's run two back behind cocky joy that i saw i gave it a tick for it's one of those you know flashing light runs like back me next star, et, et cetera but i think cocky joy was set up for that particular race um you know home track soft deck 1400 tick 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 one you know i, I think that was its grand final um so you can probably um draw yeah give a decent tick to the way plato finished off that race from an unlikely position. I mean, she she was back last and and you know under the pump early, and then managed to you know get home for second. Um, but yeah, like like Terry said, I've got no more to add on Tinsnip. Um, it'll be my punt. Um, Plato's probably just getting a little bit skinny now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't have to. I mean, all you have to do is really watch last start on Tinsnip and understand why it's why,
1: why it's did he the leave bet. the defence. Yeah, retrospects a powerful tool, but the, host, was the, the thing that. was already rolling off, rolling off. Yeah, I reckon if Clint had his time again, it's split second decision type of stuff that one. But um,
0: CJB. yeah,
1: he had a couple of questionable <laughs> moments. Settled, uh, on, uh, as long as he has a good one from Barrier One on Friday on yes, the champ, that's that's, that's the main that's, thing. That's but that, uh, yeah, if he if he sticks to the rail and gets the run that uh, Lucky Linda Lulu got, um, he probably wins by two or three lengths. Yeah, this market's
0: gonna be interesting. I wonder if uh, Tim Snip firms like and money uh, hard. Yeah, money hard. Tim then Snip. again, Plato's a money horse. Too. And you might might be out yeah. um, yeah. of might be able to back them both in in a way anyway and because uh, for me they're the two. I'm gonna go Plato to beat Tin not a huge amount between them, but um What price do you have Tin Snip? Four dollars. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, can't really make a strong case for any of the others. I mean, yeah, Cocky Joyce flying, probably should have won last start in that tycoon storm race, mm. heavily backed, rousing run. My Greek boy probably just got in her her way and then sort of weaved through late, was pretty stiff. But um, where does she get from ten? She's going to get back. Can't map her to win. So for me, Plato on top narrowly. Tin Snip, but wouldn't be surprised if Tin Snip wins either. So good, uh, good contest there. Race seven, the Amelia Park Wines Handicap. This is an eighteen hundred meters. Originally a sixty six plus. Couldn't get a top weight, so it's been scaled to a sixty four plus. Funny old race this. And I'm just going to throw Kev under the bus. All right, what do mm. you got, mate?
3: Good. Um, I have the obvious inform horse, Big, big Butter Boom on top. Um, however, I do really like the chances of Kermit Rock. Um, look, the thing I'll say, I'll touch on Big Butter Boom first. Um, it's, a, it's very hard to, I mean, I understand Albany and Mount Barker forms totally different to Metro. All right, there's no, there's no prizes for that, but he just seems to keep raising the bar every single time. He's going to get barrier one Mitchell on. He's probably going to get bounced straight to the front, and then from there Mitchell gets to um, control again. Um, you know w- whether or not something else tries to take him on, I'm not sure, um, but I think Mitchell can sit on top of the speed and control. But um, Kerman Rock's coming out of some seriously good races um, behind some really smart um, horses. You've got um, you know, late last year behind Kiss on All Four Cheeks, um, earlier this month's Hot Zed, Magical Dream.
0: Stable hasn't been scared to throw this horse in the deep end. No,
3: and now, and now, i and he doesn't really find one of those types of horses in this. No. So I think he, I think he's found his race this weekend. And I wouldn't be surprised if he runs a really good race. First time eighteen hundred, interesting. Um, but I think he's, he's the smartest horse to be on from a punting perspective.
1: Bj, you're far more adept at the breeding than I am. Uh, Kerman Rock is by Snippet's son, I believe. Mm. Uh, does that give you or give us the vibe that? Um, the 1800 won't be an issue. Uh, his previous go at the mile from, uh, again, uh, he, he led at a pretty strong tempo he did, when he was yeah. 12 to 1600. Yeah. Uh, he boxed on pretty well, beaten a length. Um, but is the vibe you get, first of all, you should be sitting here, but is the vibe you get that you'll get the 1800? So putting me on the spot with the breeding,
0: I would suggest <laughs> Slip are mostly speed horses. However... Kerman Rock over over the journey it suggests to me that the eighteen hundred won't be an issue, mm-hmm. especially from four with fifty-four kilos. Like if he's gonna get it, this is like this is gonna be the race for for him. Um yeah, I, I um I'm definitely not giving him a cross for the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's too many other ticks in, in his favour. There's
1: a few crosses in this race, though, isn't oh, there? Yeah, yeah. Deary, dearie man. What have what have you ended up with on top, BJ?
0: What I want to see. Bo Banovic Edwards, if you're
1: listening, oh, go forward, please. Yeah. Uh, I reckon it can win from both, though. You reckon? I reckon it win can go for. I'd prefer so it going forward. We're talking forward. about sorry, we're talking about Bonneville, Bonneville Black. Black. Yeah, I yeah. can. I reckon it can win from the Braves. um I thought that, I first up, that first up run was run mon- of the day. monstrous,
0: run of the day. absolutely monstrous. The centre of the track was Quicksanto. Yep, yeah, no good, and it, it was the widest horse on on straightening. Come from last, uh, fast race, Tucking Storm. Laurentino, those sorts of horses uh Cocky Joy ran third. Um probably went to the line went to, definitely went to the line better than not to be missed and not many horses go better to the line than not to yeah, be missed. Yeah, true to it. Jesus it was a run. Yeah.
1: Uh I'll promise you and, not to be missed in this.
0: Yeah, and I mean his just the way that he came on last prep and he we was able to put that picket fence together. Yeah. Like he's a he's a pretty good pretty good horse, pretty good stayer, Point of view, black. Uh I think the interesting thing about that last prep was Belmont. Yep.
3: Um, was it maybe because there is there's, there's so many horses on this program that just don't handle Ascot as best as yeah as they do yeah. with Belmont uh, as as yeah. they do with Belmont. So I I've sort of got a feeling that he might be a Belmont horse, but in saying that, last start was super um, obviously at headquarters. So
1: the worry with Bont, because that's the horse I. We'll get to that in a second. But lah, he's four best runs last prep 52, 52, and he carried fifty-two again. Yeah. That's my worry. He's just got to lump a little bit more in the uh in the saddle cloth and probably gonna have to do the work either early or late. But um, it's, it's just it's just the like
0: the horses that are racing against last preparation gonna go double digit, double digit. Oh it's, and it's coming yeah. out of seventy two plus Tycoon. Like this is a midweek race this, this is a midweek race. Yep, really. At yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And big butter boom. Like I mean Oh, if it's going to – what's your $2.70 favorite? 49, I mean,
0: 49 days between runs. I've got it –
1: oh, it. It's, I've got it double figures. Yeah. Um. You, you, it's, you can't just come into a race of 50 days at 1,800 meters and – uh, Don't say that Roy can't do well, it. I was whatever, just about what, to say, if, whatever, there, if, if there's one do, trainer that just, could probably just, do it.
0: Uh, dearie, mate. Wash your mouth out with soap if, you, if what, you're going to be doing one it. One
3: thing I have noted here is that Mitchell and Roy are going at 22.4% their strike rate together. It's, and that's that's Mitch's third best behind D-Mac and Fernie. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's a something to keep note of or not. Um, but I think he, he probably just gets the exact same setup as he did, um, you know, 59 days ago. So I, I'll tell
0: you what, if he wins,
1: he's a better horse than I think he is. He's a better – I won't say he's a better trainer than I think he is, but uh, it's just – it's like – for fifty days to eighteen hundred meters, Darren McCallough tries it off and It's very, very difficult to Roy, do. Roy like just says, "Bring it on." He put read Bring the ride it. at twelve hundred to nineteen hundred yeah. or 50, uh, 50 days the other day. Started hard in the market. It was gone five hundred to go. Like, look, this is uh, this is such a good setup. If Big Butter Boom had a fluent campaign, two dollars seventy, fair enough. Two dollars yeah. forty probably. You know, yeah. it should be winning. But you just, I just think it was not not fit enough. Yeah, it's how you, you got to have a horse. It's it's very difficult, and especially a horse that's still. Um, making his way, so yeah. I, I'll look if it beats me. Then fair enough, it beats me. But gee whiz, I, I just you're not getting yeah. crossed for that. Nah.
2: No, no, it's no. Skinny, I, I, very, yeah. Very it's, skinny.
1: Oh, it's 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 the perfect race to have a bet in for me. It's the perfect race to play a few. So I'm with BJ. I'm going to have something on Bonneville Black, um, either back or forward. Last run too big, eight nine bucks. Gonna have something on Trump. This uh, Pakistan Star. Um, <laughs> we, we, we 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 spoke at the start. About uh, races that are going to change complexion, and yeah. you want to be on speed. This is the race that will change complexion. If if it's maybe Reverend John Black Shadow, geez, there's it's going to be weak stuff up front. It's going to change complexion. I reckon this will be a race you can make ground in. Trump this is running last two hundreds that are just um, obscene. Its last three. If, if yeah. Jade can get the same that Maddie did out of it, um, yeah, it'll be just flooding late. So eleven bucks or so, we can have something Trump this and Kerman Rock, our price favourite. So um at four sixty, so eight eight fifty nine bucks. That mm-hmm. seems. And I just know that that will be nowhere near that on the day. Like it's yeah. the horse with the upside. Um, I know it's a 61 Raider and a 64 plus, but that's not too far out of its grade. Um, yeah, I think this market's a little bit skew if and uh, not, not taking into account the fact that Big Butter Boom's coming off uh, such a long break at 1,800.
0: Yeah, I don't want to be on Big Butter Boom at $3. I don't want to be on No Apology at 480 either. So I'm going to play Bonneville, that uh, current plot prices, Bonneville Black and Kerman Rock. Mm-hmm. No Trump this. Not, is there, oh, mm. No, is no, no, just I, for I, I'm happy if Trump this wins, don't get me wrong, but the it won't, I won't be backing it just for I don't, I don't, I'm just saying, I won't ever back Trump this ever again, like I'm just, I'm
1: done, <laughs> done. Not that I was on it. What if it was called Biden this? Sorry, what if it was called Biden? Yes. <laughs> right? <you> <laughs> Yeah. You like that one? Yeah, I did
3: like that one. Yeah. Uh, good, good old, good old Joe. probably still be slower earlier really, if you were to
1: bite this. Well, that's what has been doing lately. It's been falling asleep on the run. On <laughs> uh, 460 Kerman Rock, 650 Trump this, 650 Bonneville Black. So you're talking uh, 9, 11, 850. Uh, the three of them are a bet. And I knew my market was going to look very different to the actual market. Um, but I'm happy with what we've done there. And what about got... Pike going on Secret Pearl? Pike Surely Pearl. he
0: couldn't. He couldn't, could he? He could.
1: He'd need he could. to jump off the horse and put her on his own back. I reckon that would uh,
0: that would be something okay. if uh, if Pikey can get it up. All righty. So uh, I have to remind everyone of our TRL WA Black Arts competition for uh, this is the first week of the competition. So just a recap to all you listeners out there if you would like to be in the running to win two tickets to the wa black arts launch party which is part of the horse racing league and if you missed our chat to britney taylor um, earlier in the full edition of the one one then go back and, and have a listen if you're interested in the racing league and the wa black arts but again this competition is for two tickets to enjoy a whole day event up in the directors lounge at ascot racecourse so uh to be in the running Please tweet at the 1-1 one one pod who you think will win the Karakata plate on Saturday and Betfair SP, that's a Betfair starting price, two decimal places. Terry, have you got an example for the punters out there, a winner in a Betfair SP? Uh,
1: be optimistic, $4.22. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. So if you if you are nearest the pin with your entry, then, yeah, you get those uh, two tickets. I think they're valued at $100 each, so it's a good day out there on size produce steaks day and um, I wonder if the winner, if Terry can also get them mounting yard passes the lead in be optimistic when she inevitably wins the size on that particular day guru so inevitably
1: you're not going to be on course oh i've got a wedding down south unfortunately Mm. um so no i'll be missing so i'll be that person on their phone uh during the ceremony um watching the size zooming in as that uh, kicks off anyway this is a tough 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 old version of the karakata cracking betting race cracking race for opinions most will be looking towards Pat's got some, uh, some sass. Um, Patricia? <laughs> Patricia's got some sass, but so I'm um, interested to hear what's uh, what big Kev has landed on here. Um, that deep breath suggested he's fine. He's found it as tough as I have. Kevin. Yeah. Look, it's
3: different. It's very, very difficult. Um, there isn't one horse like there has been in previous years where you go, all right, this is the clear on topper. Um, now let's find out what finishes second or third, whether or not you know on top of wins. Um,
1: yeah, we had the last few years: Gemma Sun, Jericho Missile, um, both David, has, David Harrison. Isn't it? That's had the favourites yeah. the last couple of years. And
3: Look again, mm. he's you got the favourite again. He's got the mm. favourite again, and um, she's obviously got talent. Um, I personally, when I first saw her draw two, I thought this probably isn't her best barrier because of how big she is. But then export man drawn in one, he's going to go back and she's going to get enough room inside of her um, to be able to put enough speed on to cross him and then sit probably box seat um, with his gold and flying missiles going to go forward. Storm Whisper is, ha- is going to go forward from that gate. Brittany declared it. Yeah, it, what, it's just interesting. Like um, I'll bring out the trumpet here and I was on Storm Whisper last start early, right? early, price. early price early price so uh, it hurt yeah. mm. all right, so it hurt but you know you stung yeah you, you, you cop it right you cop it but to me he just didn't look like a 1200 meter horse
4: mm-hmm.
3: um like he yeah he was just coming in off the four off the 400 meter trial. but if it was a different stable i say all right he probably wasn't fit enough for 1100 but it's the Parnhams, right? Neville knows how to get him fit off 400 meter trials every single day of the week and probably twice on Sundays. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought it was a little bit disappointing that he didn't go past He's Gold um, in saying that He's Gold does have the runs on the board. Um, but look, I think Pat Scott Sass is going to get enough room as they string out heading into the
1: top of the straight mm-hmm.
3: that she's going to get enough room to come off and let. And just let down.
1: Do you think Storm Whisper can cross his goal? Because you were on last start, you were to watch the start closely. I reckon he had nearly a full length on him um, uh, after about fifty meters. Do you reckon that they might look <laughs> at um, Steve? you might look and say, "Well, hang on, we couldn't beat his gold breezing last start." They'll they'll think they've got to fit a horse, yep. blah blah blah. But do you think um, they'll say, "Well, if we can try and cross him early, they won't they won't so be desperate, will, desperate, desperate." What will his goal be thinking? That's what I was thinking. Well, Mitchell will be thinking the same thing, but then Mitchell also, it gets to a point in a race, sometimes you've got to hand up, otherwise you know you're cooked. So, um, but yeah, 100% Mitchell Gold to want to hold, oh, 100% want to hold the front. Yeah. yeah they, don't, they won't want Can to change do. anything. The chicken wings will be yeah. out. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it definitely will, but I just think with Ultimate Command flying missile coming across, I think we'll see some um, fire. The, the map might not be as obvious is, as yeah. everyone's. Um, I think the
3: sparks will be flying a long yeah. way out from home, yep. which probably bring in horses like Michelada, Hoyan, and Li into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Horror Gates for the first two I just mentioned. Hoyanna, I've been a, actually a massive fan of this horse since her debut. Um, likewise with Michelada, but those barriers are just so sticky. They're going to have to. They're going to have the task in front of them and go back to last. And like
1: you rarely You're see. You're probably not
0: getting the price to reflect that with Hoi Ann Hoy anyway. no, but, yeah I think she, she's in the back under Hoi Ann, wait late on better yeah. fair you'll
1: get 25 to 1 because you're
0: right it's sticky it looks ugly It's yeah. like, like so it's got you You couldn't be backing them now no um, unless um, you're getting 20 to
1: 1 surely Guru. Hoi Ann Pelissier, um Michelada,
0: Pike, Pike probably no I'm not yeah. that's say the that I, that I would have I wouldn't be surprised yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: I wouldn't be surprised if Michel- uh, michelada drifts um despite, you know, she looks like she's come back well, especially off that trial. She monstered the line there shades off. and did it. Shades off. interesting. Mm. Is it interesting? What, a, tra- what a
0: trial with. Shades on or Yeah, on? shades were on in the trial. Shades yeah. Were on, yeah. Shades are off. Um, Simon I, noticed, I noticed that yeah, she exactly. was
1: uh, four and five deep. He couldn't entire. hold it. He couldn't hold her. It's pretty, know, a trial. pretty good little trial. And, and Miller's teams all found five lengths since probably when she was uh, day well since he came on yeah. the yeah. yeah, podcast. Since he it. came on the podcast, yeah. exactly right. <laughs> okay. He actually picked up the lengths here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Kev, it's a uh, it's a race. I reckon there will be a lot of varied opinions. I think paddle. percent. Pat will oh, be the, uh, be the do most you reckon popular. Five dollars. I reckon he. Uh. She. She. Sorry, Pat. Trisha. Uh. I reckon she probably will. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I yeah, Jay's. I've, I've got very little idea, about what's, it, Jay.
3: What's the market do with spin the knife? Uh,
1: I've got a lot wow. of time for spin the knife. Um, coming off that little setback, obviously last start at Mister Run, uh, Jason <sighs> Brown on first time. I, it's always difficult going on first time on a especially on a juvenile. That's why that's it's why. Got it. a
0: double in price, wasn't it? It's eight dollars I mean, at the moment. It's got to turn
1: Skinny. out. Yes, it's a yeah. spare, I think it can win. Um, I think it can win the race. But Goes um, good, it? I think if, good. If you were the trainer, would you scratch and get the better one in the race though, or what do you reckon?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Spin the Knife's going to be a better three-year-old than he is now mm-hmm. as a two-year-old.
1: Um, Pretty tough on debut when he yeah. worked like buggery, and then he's um, came back. Yeah, he came back very hard there. Uh, made He's Gold look uh, slight. It's another thing you look at. Like He's Gold couldn't get near him first up in that in that race. So I, um, yeah, I, I am. Very uh, indecisive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, should be, I think it'll be set up for a horse in run rails with cover, um, something like if Pat's got sass. If if we're all worried, big horse will get strung out, but that that might not be a thing. It, it might be yeah. fine, um, and it'll be hard to hold out. Um, I reckon it'll love high pressure too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So It'll just yeah, it'll a it string out. It'll um, um it'll be this it'll be just it'll be hoping that his gold doesn't get crossed. So you yeah. wouldn't want to be three back. Yeah, yeah. That'll. Yeah, that'll be so be if he's got this is the
0: thing for me. If he's gold happens to lead that. That makes almost makes that means that's basically galloping room late. It will be a difference between Pat's got SASS winning and not winning, but also brings a horse like Export Man into consideration yeah. as well. Yeah. Gate one, people think you always going to be last. He's not going to be last. He can muster. He can. He can He, he can, he can half is... miss the kick and still muster to hold three back defense maybe. So, yeah. what you? He... I can if he. I reckon him following Pat's got SASS everywhere she goes. Uh, He's the he's the kind of horse who could get last crack in him. I'm thinking for me, I really like Pat Scott Sass. I've got a mark four eighty. Um Terry was saying that sports bet lingered around the eight dollars for an for hour. A long Post barrier drill there. That would have been a good price. Um currently five dollars. So for me it's I think it's gonna be a Pat Scott Sass victory. The two horses that will be coming at her late for mine will be Export Man and Lewa. Yep.
3: Yeah. Agree on Lewa. 100 percent my my concern on export man is just his passage and run yeah um
0: i was i was a
3: little bit worried at his trial before he went before he came back yeah um it was uh, he was just under a lot of riding most of the way um but this could be i mean i'm not going to say they're going to they're going to use this as a um as a stepping stone but he could be primed ready for the size yeah, um much like the Watch Me Dance um, setup.
0: I think I think most people look at his run in the what was at the Perth Stakes the other day and think yeah. Exportman was disappointing. If you look at the way that the the race played out and the pattern of the day, he was actually one of the better runs of the day. Super. He was he was back uh wide uh some absolute roadblocks just got got in his way. His closing splits were excellent and um it's just one of those one of those runs where if you're picking up on the nuances of the of the day it's like you have to give him you have to upgrade that run significantly um got speared um closing last 200 was really good um most people will think that featherweight was a good one but he cut the corner and uh had uninterrupted momentum you know so
1: rail was a travelator too yeah, the middle of the yeah. track was definitely um inferior so yeah 100 it doesn't get the credit it deserves so for me i was this
0: was my market. was pat's got Seth's 480 Export Man, $9. Lewa, $9. They're the th- only the three horses that I'm uh, focused on in this. In what is a wide-open caracalla. If, if I get beat, character. I get beat, but they're the three yeah. I want to do. I want yep. to play. Yeah.
1: Uh, flying Missile each way is the the way we'll go um, on this edge of the table. Uh, I think that runs, uh, debut, let him up. Uh, second up, should have won, held up entirety. Third up, got in a war with policier when Pike got the dream run through. I think it's just a nice filly. Um, from Barrier 12, the issue is Chris Putnam needs to find a spot in a moving line. Keep it rolling. Um, I'm not jumping out of my skin, but we'll have something on. Ten bucks each what do you, what way. Do you, what price stuff. you want? Uh, I think the ten bucks is fine. Mark, fly me equal favorite, um, but I'm probably just a bit more of a knock on Pat Scott Sass than I should be. Yeah. Um, first time rider, and I've got the potential of three back the fence with. Um, I just think the map will do funny things early. That's what I'm suspecting. The map won't yeah. be as clear cut as um, as most think. Uh, I was going to tip BJ. Uh, I was going to tip Heavenly Waters each way. Um, I've marked Heavenly Waters twenty three dollars, but so the eighty ones is now thirty four. So I don't feel like is that I you can no. I had something on the place. Uh, I got something on the place at twenty to one. And that's my only. Sounds, that's sounds my only eerily bet. familiar to
0: the to last
1: week. I haven't got a cent on the win either. <laughs> um, but uh, that's my only investment on the race uh, thus far. But uh, now cracking little Caracater and uh, yeah, good luck if you're having a bet because I think you might need it. Final word, Kev. Uh, Pat's got Sass and
3: Lewa for me. No. With- Probably specking Hoyan late, like okay, ultra late. Yeah, you'll get you'll get big prices late. I think she has to be the top seed from Roy Stable.
1: Heavenly Waters is having a oh, seven start. Know, I, I'll have a beer with you that Heavenly Waters beats home Hoyan. Yeah, keen. Done. Yep. There you go. Beautiful. I do a, a little sideways
0: either. Like <laughs> so yeah, it's good. it's 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 a fascinating character play, one of the most open ones in that I can remember. And um yeah, good luck to everyone concerned.
1: Exactly right. So final word flying yourself each way, BJ
0: Pascot says Patricia it's Ex- export man Lee I'll be
1: back in them both okay so we're basically back in the majority of the field, us. Yep. Perfect. We should find <laughs> the winner in this somewhere. Sums it up, doesn't and Pike, it? Pikey will pull our pants down like. <laughs> or
0: something like Six Carrot will get up and win at like yeah, 300 like, to 1. Space. <laughs> six <laughs> Carrot all <laughs> up its tips.
1: that would do me. that yeah. would do me. Well, Six Carrot's the one I'm hoping comes out. Yes. Trolled Ordinary on Monday. Come on, Peter. It'll I'm go around. On. It'll be starting. I know it will. Yep. I know it will. But come on, Paul, give me a run. <laughs> uh, race number nine. Uh, what time is it, Kieran? The race or now? <laughs> <laughs> Content.
0: <laughs> How good's that? Kevin's. Quarter past five.
4: He's <laughs> <is laughs> the last.
1: He <His laughs> still doesn't get it, does he? No, doesn't I do still it. don't get it. I reckon Lockie in particular really enjoyed <laughs> that this. That was uh, oh, really? great. Yeah, that was good. Lockie will have a field day. So uh, it's quarter past five. It's also the uh, time for the get out steaks. <laughs> oh, right. <Kieran>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, S-T-E-A-K-S. Um, who's it brought to us by, Beja? Thanks, Terry. The
0: extremely popular Get Out steaks brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt and his team runs the show. Timmy will be hoping for two scratchings because he is a he is a part owner of Featherweight E2 in the Carriketa Plate. Really nice horse, actually, Featherweight.
1: Yeah, he's a Featherweight, drew a gate, and had a run. It would have been my on-top selection in a heartbeat. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I'm sort of swimming... In that similar direction as well so Gate 18 e2 um featherweight uh, looks like and has the job ahead but regardless timmy his team legendary combination at market city meets drop in and say g'day they will take good care of you uh, especially over this easter long weekend congratulations to episode 69 winner tris christian now uh Tris was nearest the pin with his Miss Kentucky selection. He went for 0.31 and it was almost bang on, the 0.27 official. And uh, Tris actually sent through some very kind words on... uh, on the uh on twitter actually and um so we thank you for tuning in and supporting the podcast mate and uh you thoroughly deserved your get out stakes victory last week now to enter this week's edition of the get out stakes hit us up at uh the one one pod on twitter uh, who you think will win race nine of the day and a decimal winning margin two decimal places uh preferred remembering the sam white rule kev sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, is the brilliant, like,
0: this is tremendous stuff isn't it head sure. buried in the uh, in the form print uh, care, uh, the Sam White rule Terry help us out uh, first past the post <laughs> first in best dressed first in best actually I ran into Sam White up uh, at the races on Saturday oh. tipped him am- and, happy uh happy man yeah happy very happy man oh, that's so, great um, we were rejoicing post race good oh, man great. is Sam White race, race. nine Kev has been so um, infatuated with the form guide surely he's got the winner of the get out stakes what have you got for us uh, Kev race 9 of course is the crown Perth handicap 5.15pm but better known as the get out stakes what have you got for us Kev
3: look hard hard way to finish the day Um, I think there's uh, you can identify a horse like tycoon storm who's going to get the pr again
0: scratch from the old comrade stakes on friday uh, and inside you go. yep
3: so they've i mean I, this race is obviously easier than the old comrade as well um i think the interesting is wrinkley is going to go forward roll off the fence tycoon storm's just getting the biggest suck of all time up on the fence uh, up on the fence and from barrier one it's going to get the first crack at him, but the two that I sort of want to be with up to 1,400 is Jericho Missile and Watch Me Dance. Yep. Watch Me Dance. I was so, I was stoked to see how how well Watch Me Dance has come back um, this prep with that trial um, on the 4th of March. thought that was outstanding and she took that to the race day again um, in that 78 plus which uh, Jericho Missile was in that was won by Excellent Dream who on the occasion got the PR as well. Um sure did. Yeah. So just explain PR to us.
1: Perfect Perfect run. run. I knew what it was, I saw an explanation. (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) Perfect run. Um, So yeah, look, they're the two I want to be with. Um, It's a hard way to finish. Um, There are a few horses that I'll definitely be taking out of the run and um towards Belmont as well. I like like Belmont's a track that I just I love to bet at, um which a lot of (laughs) a lot of people don't. But a horse-like position of power who doesn't handle Ascot at all, Um, and he's going to be on the fence. He's going to be all over the shop. So I'll be waiting for him, for Belmont, and on a soft deck. Um, But, yeah, to end the card, I'll be with Watch Me Dance and Jericho Missile.
1: Very good. Um, I, I I, I, am um, surprised. Tycoon Storm rates really well, and that's why there's always consistently pretty big money. There wasn't first up, actually, which is uh, a little bit of a surprise. Mm. I guess it was coming off a lengthy trial defeat and a um, a bit of a break, but um, oh, market-wise, it's got to be Watch Me Dance for me. Returned with 59.5, dropped out to last. Uh, maybe peaked on the run a tiny bit, but did have the big weight and um, it was Platinum Bullet to compare that against to obviously finished off pretty nicely down the outside i think mcgrady will land closer here um watch me dance i didn't realize sort of how good she was that which might sound a bit silly but um she's come from last in the gym crack stiff she's come from last probably should have won the caracatta um she's then settled leaders back type of thing so you've got a horse that's got the versatility to land right on the speed and do it up there and you've got a horse that's got the versatility to win from last so the 56 and a half um just looks like a, a nice weight imposter. I, I don't know if Tycoon Storm is is able to give her um, to receive just the one kilo and uh, knock her off. I know the data says that that's what will occur, yeah. and it's big on it in that sense. But um, I feel at the 290 versus the 480, um, I've got them a lot closer together. I've got to Watch Me Dance a slight favourite, actually. So uh, Watch Me Dance at 480 is an easier bet. Going to take on Jericho. Worried at the 1400. Uh, I think he peaked in the Faritha at his only reasonable run at the 1400. Yeah. Giving him a head start, I'm actually going to take him on up to the journey. But if there's a man that can... Get him to go the 1,400. It's, it's W so. Pike, and I don't think anything else uh, can win the race. So watch me dance 480. That's well above my yeah. price. Um, <laughs> me too. But I'm, I'm wary of, of Tycoon Storm and, and what Kev said, the run she's going to get um, looks pretty favourable. Yeah, it's, with it, with Winkley, Re- yeah. yeah. Yep, watch me dance Uh, 480. That's just an easy battle prize. I always
3: seem to underestimate Watch Me Dance, so I've got Mm. a feeling that I'm going to be on this weekend, and
0: she's just she's going to take me back to yeah, Uh, take me back to my first thoughts. But just just on Watch Me Dance, that first up run, uh, sort of got back to pretty much last. I think might have had one horse behind from gate twelve. First up with fifty nine and a half kilos, and. Just, just knowing her and having her w- watched her closely over the journey. She's a, she's the a sort of horse who's able to quicken off a strong tempo, and she she has a she's able to make ground on the turn. And um, what happened first up was she was trucking, but Platinum Bullet was in that three wide line, and Mitch was sort of holding his position. And Sean Sean McGrady just didn't have anywhere to go, and she was yeah. travelling so strong. It's in that moment where she makes where she's able to sort of like. Um, sort of slide into the race with momentum. And before you know it, she's on top of you. So, but she didn't get that opportunity last start. So for her just to keep coming, and yeah, she probably, Platinum Bullet, she came from behind Platinum Bullet, went past her and then Platinum Bullet nailed her again on the line. But there was so much merit in the performance. We'll get a good line through Platinum Bullet when she takes on Clairvoyance yeah. earlier in the day. I mean, we don't really need to get a good line. They both established pretty good mares. Yeah. So the run was full of merit, especially considering the pattern of the day. Uh, all the sectionals were there um three kilo drop 1400 meters gate five hopefully she can land midfield with some cover um trucking into the race on top of them on straightening she's going to be really really hard to beat. yeah i mean if kikin storm can match her that's fine too good but for me this is a this is this is just watch me dance has to be are you surprised by the prices no not really um i think i think some people might
1: have been initially Tycoon Storm yes. was favourite for the Dig Deep uh, the old comrade I should yeah call the, it, dig, the Dig Deep Whereas Tycoon Storm was, was Tycoon Storm was favourite for the Dig Deep uh, benefits and, uh, <laughs> I wish it stayed in because it meant you would have got probably five bucks instead of three bucks but, yeah um, that, that surprised
0: me what you just said then yeah. That, but uh, I'm not surprised especially just knowing the figures that this horse is capable of running started favourite you know Jungle Mist and the Jungle Dawn uh, Gate 1 it's going to with wrinkly rolling off it's just going to get the gun run I can see exactly that, but for me, I reckon Shawnee McGrady is going to have Watch Me Dance, breathing fire and straightening, just let her rip and let her do her thing, and I reckon this is her race.
1: Do you not surprise that it's 480? Uh, I was How four, did you mark it? Four dollars.
0: Watch me dance. And Tycoon Storm five fifty. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I was sort of yeah similar with that, but that's that's very much. I and mean if once you see the data afterwards, which I'm I don't pay as close attention to, which is sort of my point of difference as a yep. punter. Um, yeah, I can understand why the money's come for Tycoon Storm. There's yep. just some real peak figures throughout her, uh, her career, which basically on paper just win the race. But um, yeah, very very interesting one in that sense with the with the promising horse versus the horse has got some big proven numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the track. Um, great race. Watch me dance. Yep. Watch me dance. Ah, clean sweep. We finally got one. Watch me dance. I think it took nine races. We finally got a triumvirate. We finally got a clean sweep. We better very quickly mention Luke's gold as well. Um, Bj, it's, uh, geez, it's like a. Um, like a rinse and repeat week after week deep the trip uh, huge run feature race down to this type of level surely Luke's gets an economical run at some stage and uh, if something's going to knock off the two fancies we've discussed for me uh, it is definitely um, it's definitely going to be Luke's what a, goal, horse. But what a what a horse, horse yeah a horse. it's I don't know people going oh no a bit of a cat it's had a chance nah. I don't nah. think it has had a chances. Nah. it it's hasn't one- been entitled to finish where it has consistently remember that day it beat Massimo at Belmont incredible mm. stuff I think Luke's gold might be a serious race yeah. so um <laughs> yeah i i think there's probably uh luke's gold i've got luke's gold 660 so the the nine bucks probably should be a, a saver of some type But um yeah very uh very nice horse deserves a bit of luck
0: deserves a bit of luck
1: okay it's time for our betfair
0: best betting proposition of the day our guest kieran kev kevin evans <laughs> uh okay mate what's your betfair best
3: Uh, Betfair best is race one, number four, requisition. I think she just wins.
1: Terry? Uh, Tin snip, race six. Tin snip's your best? Yep.
0: Okay. My betfair best, going to get her to victory second up, class Mayor of the race, class Philly of the race, rather. Watch me dance in the last race night. Watch me dance is my bet fair best. Um, um, Maddie meat. for all those people playing along at home, any horse, hopefully at the time of recording that is twenty one dollars or twenty one in the uh, twenty to one in the old um, plus. Uh, so, Kev, what is your Maddie for Carrickana Plate Day?
3: My Maddie is going to be. Race five, number one
1: plutocracy to knock off Clairvoyance.
4: Oh. that's going to be
1: my Maddie. Dang, she doesn't come back. Well, I think uh, WA Racing. Hopes what would be a I bigger hope. shock? That or Lunar Impact? Um, Surely, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lord well, Lunar Impact was under to one. This losing is probably only going to be three dollars fifty. So. If I'm doing the maths in that sense, but yeah, um, plutocracy, yeah. Anyway, I don't, i just uh, dribbling here. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind that though. You'll get a big price of fare anything to, um, there would be a very good knockoff clairvoyance, for yeah, yeah, exactly, for sure. exactly right. Um, I, um, oh, look, denim pack's only 15 bucks, but I've got a six, so I'm just gonna fudge it a little bit this week, DJ. Oh man, denim I'm, pack all up clairvoyance. Oh, Terry, there I you go, I would have done yeah, that. There you go, <laughs> denim pack all up clairvoyance. Yeah, okay. it's a dollar 40 into 15s, which is 21 to 1. 20, Bang. $22.
0: Yep. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> All right. You, technicality. You're good. Um, I'm going to go same race, my Maddie. Just think he's just about – he's going to improve a bit tomorrow. Ordinary race, low draw. Sorry, not tomorrow. On Saturday, rather. Ordinary race, low draw. Brad Parnum going on board. Expecting more from race four, number two, Annihilator. Best available, $23. He's my Maddie.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, my, uh, Betfair Lay. Let's try and get something beat. Kev.
3: It'll be Plateau in race number... Six. Six. I think it's very skinny at the 230 mm-hmm.
1: currently. Uh, race seven, Big Bar to Boom, 240 now. Um, way too short for a horse off 50 days at 1800.
0: All right. My bet fair lay is race four, number one, Q Belling. Um, just didn't like some of what I saw last start. Toddy Harvey, if you're listening, if you can get... <laughs> him to turn around and win again on Saturday, then too good for me. He's my lane. Keep good stuff. We've laid some
1: good horses there between the three of us today as well. So
0: We have. Um, before I throw to Terry to do what uh, he usually does and take us out on the 1-1, big thanks to Kevin Evans. Kev, thanks for coming on and joining us here on the 1-1, but also don't forget we haven't mentioned this, but dig the dig deep benefit the old comrade stakes on Good Friday. Our pin up boy dig deep is going around for Terry Layton and his friends and family. Currently, three dollars thirty favorite for the old comrade. He's up against who we locking horns again with Sammerstadt, who's currently 360. There's a few others, and there's been two scratchings, actually. So it's only an eight-horse field, but it does look like a match race between Dig Deep and Sammerstadt tomorrow. That's Good Friday. So good luck, Terry. Thank you very
1: much. Uh, Just in a word, give me your tips for the race, guys. Sammerstadt. Mm, he's not coming back. <laughs> oh, okay. I I've R- wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> wrong answer. Dig uh, dictate for me, but I don't believe the value is there that we got last start. So whether it's a betting proposition, I don't know. But uh, tell you what, ask me on the day and I'm sure it will be. Kev, brilliant having you on. Loved uh, loved every second. Uh, very astute man. Um, follow him at uh, Kieran Evans or something along those lines on, on Twitter. You'll find him in <laughs> your yeah. search. Just see him. Yeah, yeah, just look for just type in Lockie Taylor's mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's, uh, that's probably the best way to uh, to find him. But uh, it's been cracking having you on, Kev. I look forward to having you on again in the future. Um, To anyone heading out. For the double header, um, Friday or uh, Saturday, enjoy your uh, enjoy your experience. Um, make sure you look into the racing league. Get involved with BJ and myself. Uh, looks like a lot of fun. The WA Blackhearts. The WA Blackhearts. Great way to uh, to get into horse racing ownership. And uh, as I said before, you can learn a lot um, from owning uh, small shares in stables, how they work, how they think. And I found uh, it's probably personally even, probably even a good gift too, isn't it? Sorry to cut you off there. It's probably a good gift, like,
0: um, yeah, uncle, you know, brother-in-law or something, Mm -hmm. just a $200 thing. And, yeah, it's not a bad, especially someone who's interested in the game.
1: Exactly right, yeah. And I found with ownership the best part for me has been understanding how certain stables work, how furniture Durant the pierces, etc., cetera. Um, uh, and that's, that's what I found to be probably the biggest uh, benefit personally, but um, yeah, being part of horse racing ownership is a, an experience like no other uh, good yes. luck to anyone having a bet in this year's caricata plate, having a, if you own a horse in this year's caricata plate, just know it's a very difficult race to win. Um, but there are <laughs> some pretty, there are some pretty good owners in the past, but most of all, good luck to Travis Murray and clairvoyance. Um, we all want to see her come back happy and that hope that uh, Kieran's maddie, uh, Kev's maddie, does it. Salute. Have fun on the weekend. Enjoy your Easter's. Stay safe. Eat plenty of chocolate and until next week on The One One.